Welcome to the Hellyhead Show, episode 81, The Takeover. That's right, this ain't Kevin, this ain't Gucci, this is your boy Diamond. I ain't doing this takeover alone, with me. I got the man who steals your tools, your Velcro, and your helicopter, and keeps track of your farts during events. My boy, Cholo. Hey. Also with me, I got the man who looks like a lumberjack, is obsessed with nitros, and you've probably drank his beer. My boy, Carrie. What it is, yo. And also with me, the sexiest man in the heli world. Will work on your helis without you knowing, and also jumps out of planes for a living. My man, Paco. That's right, present. Thank you everyone for downloading, streaming, and listening to our podcast. Now, now that we're into the show, everybody's probably wondering, what happened to Kevin and Gucci? Cholo? Uh, old news. Get rid of the old guys. Coming in with new hotness. 100% better with one of the 100 Heliheads podcasts. We've probably got the best four right now. Oh, that's a little rough. Carrie, what do you think happened to him? Uh, I, I think uh, there was just an opportunity for improvements in the entertainment value of the show, and we uh, decided to make some changes to uh, make the show more entertaining to the consumer. Manny, what do you think happened to him? Oh, I know for a fact that Mr. McGrady is busy cleaning mud out of stuff. And uh, that takes quite a while. And, um, and I don't know, Gucci, you know, he's, he's, he's building a, a, a pretty big house there. I think there's a, a, a second story coming. So, you know, I, I, he, yeah, I hear he's you know, um, improving the, the, the palace that he lives on. So... He's improving his palace. Yeah. Building a bigger <laughs> palace. Yeah. Do heads anymore. The, yeah, the, the, they the kind of like dipped on us. <laughs> the Gucci temple, it's getting bigger as we speak. I think what happened is uh, Cholo, when nobody was looking, he locked him in that fart box of a Tacoma Kyle's got, and now we can't get him back. <laughs> Don't worry. There's holes blowing those seats. He'll be able to find a way out eventually. What was it, 275 farts? It was up there, like 274, I think, is what our final number was. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It was bad. There was a it's... couple times I thought I died and came back to life. Thought you died and came back to life? Oh, Kyle could let some rippers out. He goes for the baritones all the way to them high notes. He can go in between everywhere. Now, who's worse, Kevin or Kyle? Kyle about knocked me out. It was honestly a couple times on the way up. I had to roll the window down, and he tried to fight me rolling the window down. To stick my head out the window because we That's were savage. savage. I didn't turn the heat on. <laughs> didn't turn the heat on. Oh my god! Oh, oh that god. will keep you. That will keep you awake for a seventeen-hour drive, no doubt about it. Yeah, with only an hour of sleep, so hot box and it's to come. Oh, yeah, god. that'll do the trick. Oh god! Uh, Up at Taco Bell at every uh every state border. Oh, it doesn't need a taco. He don't need Taco Bell. It's this jalapeno nachos thing he had me have the night before. It started immediately after that when we were in Publix. Ah. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. About blew a lady off her feet in the peanut aisle. Yeah, no carpooling with Mr. Stacy for me here ever. No thanks. Yeah, you'll learn a lesson that way. <laughs> Nothing's true with that, man. 
thing comes with a price. Even if it's losing the ability to do things. Uh, alrighty, forewarning to everybody listening to this show. If you do not like cursing, uh, inappropriate talk, you might want to click off now. Just warning you. There is a segment on here I'm real questionable about. But now that we've covered that, no lawsuits, we don't have to worry about getting dirty emails. Um, let's just roll into this. So starting off, we got the Circle Jerk. Cholo, you want to fill us in on what you've been up to? So what I've just been doing is uh, I cleaned my hobby room recently because Kevin's going to be coming into town and we're going to be needing to fix a bunch of his muddy helicopters. So clean the hobby room, organize that up. Been working on the nitro after my extravaganza skid bump. And then went to Chicago for a little while to the music festival for a few days and then built my bike and then working a lot. Just staying busy. What about you guys? What are you up to, Manny? Well, hold on. Uh, hold on. Are you going to get into uh, sorry, are you going to get into it later, Chris? Or we it didn't get talked about before. What was what was the extent of the damage on on your raw nitro? Oh, only thing like legit kids tail fin, half a tail blade. And a tail belt. That's that's pretty awesome. For how yeah, hard that like, was, that's pretty well, good. Well, and the canopy, because when the skids exploded, it blew the nose of the canopy off. It blew the front half off, so that was that was it. But yeah, they are, they are pricey canopies, but still, like considering the the impact force, that that's a pretty uh, a light damage list. And I really think the tail blade was from earlier in the flight because I could see halfway through the disc and the tail that it was missing part of the tail fin. The tail blade yeah. earlier, so. That, so that you went a whole flight. You went a whole Bro, flight with I'll tell you what. I, one, I, one and a half. You could hear it buzzing. I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I would never believe that list of damage uh, by by the the, the 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 visual that I had and the oh. sound and, and and let me just tell everybody I was all the way back at the trailer where the trailers were I just so happened that I walked outside to put some stuff in my car because I was leaving not long after you know after that so I go outside I leave the trailer I go outside and I see the heli going up. And uh, that gazebo was on the way. So I just see the heli disappear into the darkness and come back down, tail slide. And I'm like, I think I know who that is. So the first one, you know, goes okay. And then right away, boom, off he goes again. And something, something just told me, I was like, this second time... <laughs> is going in and dude sure enough so the heli comes down Mach 3 it disappears behind the gazebo because it's you know I, I couldn't see it and the sound that the thing did when it hit the ground from like I was probably like two like a thousand feet away from it the sound that the thing did when it hit the ground I, I literally went back in the trailer and I told Burtz, I'm like, Burtz, Cholo just obliterated his nitro. Like, there is nothing left from that thing. <laughs> I, I went to check the pitch afterwards to make sure everything's right. It was 0.2 of a degree off. 
from each other. That's uh, not much. So, yeah. so I'm sit, I'm sitting at home, and I see this live come up, and I saw you do the yeah, first I saw one, it li- and I then saw he, it live, yeah. and then he went up for a second one, and I'm like, he's about to pull an urcha, except this time it's not gonna pull out, because at urcha <laughs> you were flirting with the devil with that mound. The, the five idiot then... took every bit of pitch and of all that motor to stop it that one time. So then I'm watching the video, and I watch the video, and you hit, and then in New York, all of a sudden we got a random earthquake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point five on the yeah. on the on the scale. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, it's gotta be Cholo's heli. It was. It was surprising. Oh, okay. Like when I walked up to it, I was expecting to see more, and I picked it up and I was like, holy shit. It just blew the skids apart and it's not that bad. I did see when it came back up, like the tail belt shoot out the back of the, the boom. But that, that is a, that's common though. Like if you yeah. hit the tail for some reason lately, they just kind of poop right out the back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you did you open that motor up? Yeah, it, I opened the took it, made sure it was still smooth and everything like that. It's. I so you you weren't having any motor problems before that. It sounded a little funny, but it's hard to tell in the videos. That, that, and McGrady McGrady was talking about a cracked ring or some. It. Something. I mean that motor is worn. It's it's had a a pretty good life. Like I mean, if you look at the pipe, it's got tuning dings put into it from different crashes. Yeah. That's probably what I was hearing. It's hard to tell in videos sometimes, but she sounded she sounded a little rough, but it seemed like it was making plenty of power. Yeah, when I have to start it up, you know, when it's getting worn out, you start bumping your idle up to get it to, to get oh, it done. Oh, that, oh, that's where I'm at on it. But yeah, no, this thing, I don't want to take it apart. It's just do it halfway through the tank, the thing starts ripping, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So the first half of the tank, it's like real boggy. Yeah, it's and just then a little, you get the other half, and it's then it warms up and it tightens back up, and it's perfect. Yep, yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I know exactly no. how that is. Oh god, no! I don't even fly nitro, and I can tell that's probably not good. <laughs> eh, you're always, you're always kind of dealing with a little bit of like, even when they're, even when they're like running right you still have that like, okay, it's cold and it's fat, you know, and then you get into the, you know, the mid area and it runs really good. And then the last minute of flight gets a little bit lean, you know, so you're always dealing with changes or the motor gets hot or, or it ran great an hour ago. And now it's 10 degrees cooler outside because the sun went down and your, your tune's a little off, but it's fine. Yeah. It sounds, uh, it sounds a lot like an YS stock to me. I tell you what. Because I didn't touch yeah. my tunes from the second I was here in Florida all the way up to Extravaganza. I don't touch it. Didn't touch a thing. Get I out of here. I swear with to my, God. With my OS 105, I kid you not, Carrie, I used to never touch that thing. I Like going from New York to Florida to Yeah, but Indiana. you know what, guys? You guys, do, one thing you have to understand is that Mr. Brooks here is like the mad scientist of Nitro. Like if he could, he would pull up the, the, the little lab coats with the, <laughs> the, 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 the little uh, safety glasses when he's flying because the guy is like beyond uh, uh, meticulous with his, with his tuning and, and, you know, anything nitro related. I'm surprised uh, he hasn't figured out how which to is a good, I mean, it's it. not a bad, it, obviously not a bad thing. The guy knows his, his trade, but, uh, 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 you know, his, you know, his inputs in here with uh, Cholo. Yeah, you know, it was sounding rough here and there, but like, it, 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 <laughs> was it really okay? Because the guy knows, man. And I mean, 
it's Jesus. hard, it's hard he, to tell. He, hard he's to like tell. a he's yeah. like a a, a a drag race uh uh by by racer by nature. Like this guy's you know like used to be you know like replacing you know uh, top end of engines on in between runs and stuff. Uh, so checking check valve blast, baby. Yeah, oh, so you know the oh, little toy helicopters for him, it's uh, a little walk in the park. For him, this is like child's play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're 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 uh, they're 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 finicky too. They take a lot of they take a lot of a, a, a lot of uh, understanding and a lot of fiddling. But you can blow a hole in a piston on a on a nitro motor and a helicopter, and it, and it probably only cost you sixty bucks. It's yeah. usually a little different story when you blow a hole in a piston on a four twenty seven nitrous motor. So yeah, yikes! Oh, we're talking way different calibers. <laughs> yikes. Yeah. That piston is a normal motor. And I, and, and I can uh, and I can rebuild uh, a one hundred five motor at my kitchen table. Not so much with uh, a six thirty two big block. You know. Yeah. No. Well, it is um, a great thing. To uh, to have it's a guy like Kerry as a teammate and just you know general hobby enthusiastic because the guy is there to help. He's there to give um, advice and and he'll make your stuff run proper 100% of the times for sure. Thanks, Manny. I I try. Thank you very much. It's good to yeah. be on a team with with all you guys, all the teams I'm on. But I I misled us off of our circle jerk. Let's get uh, let's get all back yeah, in circle a circle. Back. And, circle and, back. and Manny Manny, you tell us how how the rest of your week went. Well, the week was pretty uneventful, you know, like the the usual stuff that I always do. My two days a week average of flying went to the field last uh, the Wednesday of last week and Sunday and a little bit of everything. Uh, recently I changed my, my, my three blade raw back to a two blade, just, just because I kind of felt like I wanted to keep the, the, the flight characteristics kind of the same. There's some things that three blades do that are, are a little different. You can definitely get used to it but i felt like i wanted to have a little bit of consistency across across the board uh as much as i love the 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 things that the that the three blade bring you know crazy sound and beautiful looks and all of that there is just some things that i think my style are a little more um uh, 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 inclined towards towards two blade, you know, like I always kind of felt a little more in tune with with the two blade. Um, so I recently just changed, uh, converted back, I guess, the three blade back to two, and uh, you know, flying the 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 the, the hell out of the the, the little five eighty nitro. Love the little thing, and um, had a little a little uh. uh vibration that kind of sneaked up on on my on my 700 actually at at uh heliax i started noticing it uh like 700 nitro 
Yeah, the 700 Nitro, I noticed uh, uh, when I would do, let's say, I noticed when I was doing like continuous flips, right when I was going through the, the, the zero pitch range, I could see uh the, that li that little vibe that you 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 see on the like the nose of the of the canopy um mm -hmm. and um and then i actually noticed that like on a hard stop i was doing rainbows kind of like right in front of me and i actually noticed the 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 blades on the stop i noticed the 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 blade going out of track and yeah. um and then I, I just kind of thought, you know, I was like, ah, I'm not going to mess with this here at the event. So let's just put this back in the car. And when we get back to Florida, we will, we'll, uh, we'll look into it. And it just gave me some time to think about it. And when I kind of put two and two together, I was like, you know what? I bet you that my, my thrust bearing went bad. And then, sure enough, man, I popped the link off the the blade grip, and uh, you know, with with the with the blades off, so I could feel the the grips really well. Uh, they they were pretty shot. Um, and I mean, who know? I have no idea how old they are. My my seven hundred nitro has I don't know somewhere over three hundred three hundred and fifty flights or so. Um, That's a lot. Oh yeah. And, do you uh, uh, do you have like a rough guess on how many flights you get per thrust bearing? Because I know mine, I get about sixty to seventy, and then I got to swap them. Uh, you know what, Chris? I, I'll tell and you you're what. and you're running electric, Chris. So that's three minutes to per flight. Whereas on a nitro, you got seven minutes per flight. And I think that that kind of falls in line with like I feel somewhere on a nitro, somewhere around thirty thirty flights. I got to put thrust bearings in them. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because with the longer flights, I'm like, do these guys have to swap them out more than I do? Because I don't fly Nitro anymore. I haven't flown one since the Black Thunder came out. And uh, mm -hmm. recently with the electrics, I actually was like, I got to start keeping track of how many flights I get between thrust bearings. And I was averaging like 60 to 70. So that's why I was wondering how many flights you're getting, if it's uh, significantly less, because you guys are pushing, what, eight-minute flights, nine-minute flights? I do, yeah. seven. I do seven. I kept mine at seven. Um, yeah. on both, on both the 580 and the 700, just to kind of like keep, um, uh, um, consistency, a little, a little consistency. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always, I mean, I can push, I can push a nine minute flight on, 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 on those helis and maybe even a 10 on the, on the 580. But you know, the, 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 the thing with, with, uh, uh, keeping track of, of, of lifespan of something like a, a trust bearing. I, I think that, you know, if I would have to say something, I would probably think that it, it, the, 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 the style of, of, of the flying has to, mm -hmm. to have an effect sure. on that too. You know, uh, uh, I've had, I've, you know, I can pretty much say that I, I don't fly nearly as hard as 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 carry flies or even uh, you, Chris. Um, so, you know, components like that they would definitely probably last twice as long for me. Uh, but I've had some instances that things had to be changed. You know, like 
relatively uh, 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 very soon because I believe something with, you know, like a, a little, a little uh, problem with the batch, you know, I had, I remember when I built my, my first, the, the raw 700, I was having a, a problem where, and this, uh, we're talking like 30 flights, I would go out, uh, I would take off, check the, the, that's just for, for an ex as an example, take off and the, the blades are tracking fine. And I would go out and toss it around and do stuff and come back and the blades are out of track. And then I would land Absolutely. and I would land and I would check the, 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 the pitch. They were whatever, a little less than, you know, point, point 0.3 of a degree off. I would zero everything, take off again, look, you know, tracking well, go out and do stuff, come back, out of track. And I had the, the luxury of having Mr. Stacy uh, in there, and he said, bro, this is a bad thrust bearing. Come, come back, let's pop the link, check it, and sure enough, uh, one was like mega notchy, and the other one was fine, and uh, replaced that, and, you know, haven't changed in you know, a couple hundred flights or so. Uh, but I believe that, going back to the, the life spam question, besides the, 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 the extra time of the nitro, I believe that probably that inherited vibration that the nitro has throughout its whole uh, uh, body also will uh, uh, cause some problems. Yeah, I gotta imagine that extra punishment from it. Vibrating's gotta play a role in it, because yeah, it's little, still little, wear and little, tear on it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it, it's kind of on both ends, because I think the, uh, with the electrics, man, we can load them like twice as hard as the yes. nitros. Like the Don't power, like the power you can you can really put a lot of force into a lot of components with an electric, um, but it doesn't have that inherent vibration throughout the entire machine, the entire flight, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So basically just an uneventful uh, uh, week in here for me, just, you know, enjoying uh, Florida. Great, uh, great weather. Uh, extra hot during the summer, but thank God that, it's changing out. It's changing a little bit now. Season is changing. We got uh, front cold fronts coming here and there already, and temperatures going down. And some days with no rain, which this this year was notoriously bad. Yeah. With you know, because Florida usually during the summer, when you hear fifty percent chance of rain, it really doesn't mean much as far as oh, it's going to rain for sure. This year, man, it, it rained. Every day, and sometimes the rain, and usually those those uh, uh, thunderstorms. When it comes, it rains, and it's ten, fifteen minutes later, it's gorgeous again. This year, rains would stick around and and just not go away. And there goes kind of the second half of your your day at the field, you know. So, I'm looking forward to the fall coming up now it's 
such a, a, a beautiful time to be in Florida, you know, spring and, and fall. And um, we got winter bash coming and all that good stuff. So, yeah, life is good, man. Sweet. All right, Carrie, fill me in on what you've been up to. My turn. I, I've I've had a crazy week. Like the last month has been oh, shit. More than month has been just crazy for me. I um I sold my house like four weeks ago, I think, and they gave me 21 days to move out. Um, so the last week, basically seven days ago or eight days ago, was my last day at my house. Um, so. I've, it's been, it's been crazy. Just like, I'm literally tripping over a bag of my own clothes to get up from my bed to take a leak. Um, just because everything's just, it got really hectic, you know, in the last couple of days, like throwing stuff into garbage bags just to get it out of the house, just to meet the, the deadline or when I had to get out of there. Um, but, uh, the last week has been, I have had a little bit of a time to, uh, sort through some things just a little bit. And obviously priority number one was uh, get uh, my helicopters uh, into a place where I could uh, work on them and uh, get them prepped for flight. And I actually did get out uh, one day last week and get like four or five flights in. And I actually went to event, which was like the first two times I've flown in like probably almost a month, which for me is absolutely preposterous. Like you guys know, I fly a ton, like to take two to three weeks off of flying to concentrate on something else was, was absolutely foreign to me. Like I, I was, uh, I wasn't like it. I'm fairly new to flying, you know, I'm pretty, uh, pretty inexperienced with it. And like taking just that short period of time off for me, who is somebody who flies, three to four days a week uh, to take that time off and then get back. It was very awkward feeling like right when I, right when I got out, uh, but you know, three or four flights, it started to come back to me. And um, I actually got to go to uh, an event. There's uh, one up here, local um, close to me, about a two hour drive from me at a field called signal seekers which is actually uh, A.J. Jaffe's home field when he used to live in Michigan. So uh, A.J. actually flew in from California to celebrate his birthday here in Michigan, and we went to that fun fly. And uh, it's a small fun fly, but there was probably, I don't know the actual number, probably 35 registered pilots. It was a, it was a good time, no night flying, but I got uh, to step away from work uh, to go there for probably three or four hours and got some flights in. And, uh, there was a couple other, uh, uh, buddies that showed up there. Um, Eric Teal and, uh, my buddy, Matt Neely and Nathan Cation were there. And David Fenrick is the guy that put on the whole fun fly. Um, he's a super cool guy and I'm glad that he put it on. It was really nice to get out to a fun fly that wasn't a six hour drive or an eight hour drive or, you know, load the camper up and spend a couple of days on the road. So that was, uh, that was super cool. Um, uh, at work has been 
freaking crazy, man. I've, I've been brewing. I've brewed a beer five out of the last seven days, which is like a 10 hour vigorous labor process to, to brew a beer. Uh, I'm absolutely exhausted physically and mentally, but I am glad that I got to at least get out like one or two days and get a flight in, uh, wrenched on my Puma for only a couple minutes. It just needed, I think it needed, uh, uh, just uh, some tail dampers, uh, put some new tail dampers in that and uh, got a little test flight with it. And uh, I'm getting used to electric. I normally fly like all nitro and the Puma, while it does have a longer flight time, like even for me, like for me, four minutes is, uh, it's pretty short compared to nine minutes with a nitro or eight minutes or seven minutes with a nitro. So I don't know why I tried to do this. Um, I was like at the end of my pack and my timer was going or my telemetry was telling me my battery was done. And you see these guys doing those um, like really long, slow, flowy auto rotations. Yeah. Like um, yeah and uh, I've not, I, I don't really do those. I don't think I've maybe, maybe I've, I don't think I've ever tried to do one. I've done, you know, I, I've done long, slow auto rotations before, but you know, that, that four minute timer or four minutes of flight came up real quick. And I'm like, you know, normally I'll just go up and do an auto and auto it in, but like, I'm going to, I wanted some more flight time, I think. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and do like a, like a, a rolling, a slow rolling auto, uh, without practicing it at all on the simulator or ever trying it before once in my life. And, uh, uh, it didn't, it didn't go so hot. Um, it, uh, it wasn't bad. I just need some skids, but lost head speed uh, a couple of times and uh, was able to get it back and then, uh, and bring it in. But, uh, I think that's about, uh, that's about it for my week. Other than work stuff, work's been crazy jamming, but AJ's birthday was fun. And the, uh, the fun fly was fun. Awesome. Sweet. Alrighty, so I guess it's my turn, huh? Yep. Alrighty. Well, mine's uh, the usual. Uh, I just flew. Um, one thing that was cool is Steve, who lives in Virginia, I believe now, uh, came up here and flew with me. Um, he was up here for work, so he hit me up with a random picture of my field, like a picture of uh, the sign, Green Acres. And I'm like, no way are you here right now. And I'm about to finish out work. And he's like, yeah, I'm here. Come down and fly with me. And I'm like, oh, we're going to have to figure out how to make this work. So I packed up everything, went with him. And I've never like flew spotlights or anything on my field. And it was uh, very trippy with the tree line behind you. But everything lit up good. So if you saw my Facebook post, we got some cool photos of uh, me doing the spotlights there. Uh, what else happened? Um, did maintenance, getting everything ready for mow down. Which who else is going to mow down on here? I'm trying to go, but I'm not too sure if I'm going to be able to make it. So that's an just... that's a negative for me, Ghost Rider. Carrie, uh, it would be, it would it would be by some crazy alignment of the planets that I would be able to go, but I would love to go. So it's going to be just me. It's going to be you. Jo- just, oh, no. just the diamond at, at Modown. That's the only person there. Well, I'm sure <laughs> Gucci will be there, so I won't be alone. 
but we'll see how it goes. But so everything's getting ready for that. And then on top of that, I am getting stuff ready for some reason, an event that's so far away. I am practicing on how to pack a golf case right now for maybe going to Arizona because it's been so long since I packed a golf case. Wait, wait, wait. Is it that complicated that you need to practice? Yes. When you're bringing three <laughs> helicopters in one golf case, you got to figure out how to put tools, a charger, all that in there. So you're like, hard. you're like, you're like timing yourself or something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to enter in a contest. See, I want to have a contest with all you guys. Ah, I each see. lay like 400 bucks down and the winner gets I all see. the money. I see. Well, quick, like taking apart a gun real quick and put it back. Yeah. Together. Put it back together. Yeah. You got to take it apart on the flight, come back. And then whoever gets in the shortest amount of time. Well, does it, you just crash it and jam it in there? Because I'll crash all three of mine for 400 bucks. Okay, to be fair, that does count because I used to do that. <laughs> a couple of times I flew, I would just wreck the hell at the end of the day, <laughs> shoving it in a golf case. To be fair, no, no hate on TSA at all. But, I mean, you might as well crash it because sometimes they'll just like take the case and slam it on your uh, tail boom anyways. Oh. So, Chris, if you don't mind, uh, I'm sure that like that is a subject that is being uh touched uh in other podcasts but um can you maybe just elaborate for us a little bit on the whole uh golf case packing thing what is it that what is it that you're 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 using do you do you go buy roaming certs somewhere where do you get it you're just using your clothes uh what can you kind of uh, uh, do a little breakdown for us, if you don't mind? Yes. Yeah. So first off, if you want a golf case, look on Amazon. It's legit the cheapest place you can find them. I got mine. Mine's a two, so you can put like two golf bags in it. And also use the golf cases because when you go, don't tell them it's RC helicopters. Tell them it's golf clubs. There's a percentage off if you're going golfing to promote golfing. So just say you're going golfing. If what are, you do what fly are we with... talking about here? 200 300 bucks for, for? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. 245 for an SKB single. That's what most people use. I yeah. see. But yeah, so when I do mine, put all the helis in there, and then, this is going to sound crazy, get floor foaming. It's cheap. Get flo like carpet foaming, or get like the hardwood uh, foam, and oh, wait, just wait. cut it. Before, before you, you, you talk of, talking about the foam... Uh, let, let, let me just be a little more specific. What helis are you bringing? Oh, so if I go, the helis I'm going to bring in is a raw three blade, a raw two blade, and a Kraken. Okay. So do you take the boom out of all three? Boom does not come off. Lower half does come off. Ah. Yeah. Because the thing cool, is... I, I know, I know of the usual that I think I've seen before. It's uh, folks uh, removing the booms. No, so actually, Nick just posted. Nick Maxwell just posted a really cool video. It's of him packing his golf case to travel. Uh -huh. He does the same thing I do. He doesn't take. He just takes the lowers off and leaves the top part together that holds the boom and everything. Mm -hmm. You just slide that in there. Because I used to take the boom off and then set the heli like sideways in there. Okay. Well, the Urukais, I had no choice. But um, the raws and stuff, you can just and the Krakens take the lower half off. You can leave it all attached and throw it in the golf case. And when you say the lower half. Do you mean just the skids, or you mean the skids and the skids lower and frames? the frames? Skids oh, okay. and the lower frames. And they Six go bolts. 
the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. lower frames come on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they go and they go like head they go kind of like uh uh it goes uh, it goes head okay, and yeah. then this one will be the tail. Okay. Oh my god, this is gonna throw so listeners, so you know, we're actually like all looking at each other, talking like normal. And we all just like took our hands and like showed how we'd place it. So you guys are gonna be watched like listening to this, like, what the hell are they talking about? Meanwhile, we're all sitting here with our hands showing how we'd put it in the case. So you put them in the case you put them in the case just like you sleep in a tent with your buddy. Not to butt. Yeah. feet. Head, yeah, not to feet. Head to feet. to feet. Head to feet. Head to feet. Yeah, so here, hell, you're going to go, one will be the head, one will be the feet, and another one's the head. Okay, if I we're see. Going, yeah, but that's how you do it, and then you take them. Been and you doing just... this wrong the whole time? Hmm? I've been doing this wrong the whole time? Yeah, you've been doing it wrong the whole time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no spooning. No spooning when you're uh, 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 traveling with hell is Cholo. I thought you had to lean into it. Like yeah. That just made more room. I lean into it. <laughs> He's trying to cram in to make as much space as possible. Oh, I don't, you don't cram. Grady, my Grady is going to be really pissed. My Grady is going to be really pissed at you, Chris. Changing uh, uh, the way that Cholo is going to be doing things He's here. He's the one that told me that's how you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to go up, up and uh, cozy with you. That's what it is. Now I'm going to have to tell him next time. Mm -mm. I learned a thing. <laughs> not, not the butt. I learned something. Head to feet. You might be want to be careful though with that head to feet because he just slides down a little bit. And it's... So okay, uh, now back to uh, f uh, uh, carpet carpet foam. So you yeah. got everything. You got everything there. Head to feet. Uh, <laughs> and then what is it? What kind of foam do you use? You, you so you like if you go to Home Depot, literally go to the carpet section, and in okay. this roll, they'll just call it's just called floor foaming. Floor just foaming. Get okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie. And just take that and you lay, so take a big piece, lay it throughout the whole box. Make your whole box padded first. Yeah, wrap it. Yep. And then lay helis in and then put a foam piece in between each heli so that way they can't between. rub up against one another. Okay. No rubbing against uh, uh, stuff. No rubbing. Child. No, no rubbing. I see, I see oh, you looking in there. Get some foam padding from the store. Wrap I saw the disappointment in, in your face, okay, it's when like they talked about no rubbing. It's gonna no, be like well, that yeah, commercial. It, it kind of bubble wrap. Every fun fly for me. Thanks, guys. Hmm. You should have just muted us, <laughs> so that way we didn't ruin the experience. Oh, oh god! Man, I was gonna be so disappointed. Next time I go to walk in your camper to grab something, I'm look over. You're gonna be wrapped up in the foam like oh. the kid that, <laughs> like the kid in bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah, bubble foam protector. Yeah, oh, Joe yeah, is like screw, screw the flying with families. I'm driving. I'm not. I'm not doing. Yeah, I, the whole head to feet and no rubbing. I, that's not how I operate. He's out. Kevin's out. Never coming to a fun fly again. <laughs> but yeah, I so use my, I use my clothes when I do it. Like I, I, I'll wrap the my clothes. I don't care about my clothes. I don't have nice clothes. But I use my clothes and wrap Are my you? clothes around. Yeah, I wrap my clothes around the helicopters, and then I wrap to keep my clothes on the helicopters. I use masking tape. Because it comes off easy, and then I need to take to any event I go to, I need to take clothes anyhow, so then I don't have like an extra bag of clothes. Oh, so for packing, if you're going to use tape, go to Harbor Freight or um, any like Walmart or anything, and there's tape, this hardware. tape. Yeah, and they have this tape called, it's got like on it, like fragile. Get mm. that. 
it might uh, i don't think it's meant for fragile stuff because it comes off like way too easy but it's like yeah. great because you can literally peel it off and then just put it back around the foam and then you can reuse it that's so a good to... one and and tsa will maybe kind of be a little bit careful if they go looking at stuff yeah maybe. and also also remember if you're gonna lock your case to keep the key on you gotta tape the key to the tape the uh case they're supposed to have a universal key but i've had them break the the lock right off really yeah, they just but like when you say lock, on. you mean locking the zippers or like uh, don't don't those cages have, have those TSA friendly lock systems? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're supposed to, and then you, you get a key with your case too for it. Yeah, but that that's the whole point. It's a key that it's kind of universal for TSA, and they yeah, and you're also supposed to be able to get away with putting fragile on the box, and they're not supposed to throw it around like a. <laughs> like a rag doll. Getting scenes of Ace Ventura. Some yeah. sometimes sometimes somebody's universal key might be a big screwdriver that they just yeah. bust yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how about and then how about lipos? Because you know, okay. I know that there's the whole talk about, you know, the safety side of it. You don't wanna you know, you don't wanna have they they don't wanna have lipos in uh uh the the, the cargo area because uh, they prefer to have it in the in the cabin because if there is an event of a fire, they can have a chance to put it out or whatnot. But I've heard people that would pack the heli in cases with a pack in there. Okay, so I don't do that. I do the next extreme. I bring my batteries as a carry-on. Allegedly. 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 Uh, allegedly. Okay. I bring my batteries as a carry-on. Just tape the ends of them. They do their swab. And then you're good to go. I've never had an issue with that. Even traveling like to other countries. Like when I went to Germany, they literally swabbed it. Yep. And mind you, allegedly I was traveling with other pilots and we had enough batteries to like power like your car. <laughs> like we had I so see. many batteries with us. Yeah, I've <laughs> allegedly. traveled. Uh, I've been to many countries to, you know, on, on, on RC drifting competitions. Uh, I've been to you know, Holland a handful of times. I went to Thailand, Japan. And the thing about the, the, the RC drift ones or, or like, you know, other buggies or on roads that are a little different, those little, the packs, they don't have wires sticking out of them. They have bullet, like the, the pack has the female, the female bullet. bullet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's basically just a little brick. So uh, the way that I did was I had the batteries all on a lipo bag and I put some tape covering the, the, the holes for the connectors. And when I would come up to the TSA check, I would open up the carry-on, take the bag with the batteries out, put that on a tray, and then the, 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 the carry-on goes through because then I'm saving the whole, whose bag is this? Can, you know, like I need to open. You're just standing there and you can't touch it and whatnot. So... The, the, the batteries inside the, the LiPo bag are on a tray, and that's going to get flagged already. That's, you know, a, a done deal. Uh, and um, I think that the way that it looks in the X-ray, it's a little more friendly because it just looks very dark, which is what they don't like. But the fact that there's no wires sticking out, they don't think that it's, you know, like so alarming like... Uh, the ones that we use probably would be. So I've run into problems. 
Yeah, only, I, I, I'm asking because I know that, like, it depend, depending on the, 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 the agent and if he slept well the night before or not and what kind of mood There's he's in. There's a lot in, that goes into it. Uh, they, <laughs> they can kind of give you a run, you know, for the money. They didn't, uh, they didn't give me, like, a hard time. Uh, the one time I had an issue bring him, bringing uh, 12S packs as a carry-on, um, they didn't give me a hard time, but um, it did take a while when they, like, so, like, they pulled my carry-on out of the x-ray thing, and somebody looked through it and pulled out the lipo packs, obviously, 12, I had two 12S uh, packs, and, um, that guy had to call somebody else over and that person had to call somebody else over. And then I had to wait for like probably 20 minutes for the explosives expert to show up. And then that guy was like, yeah, they're fine. But you know, if I was running late for my flight, that 40 minutes of delay time probably could have caused an issue for me. Luckily yeah. in my case, no luckily in my case, Luckily, in my case, it was totally fine. You know, I was ahead of schedule and got on the plane, no problem. But, like, if you had a layover or a connecting flight or you were running late, like, that would have caused a Now, Kerry, let problem. me ask you a question. Did you, did you have the batteries inside the carry-on and the carry-on was zipped up and whatnot, and then you just put the carry-on on a tray and let it through, or you did what I said that I used to do, which is remove the batteries already from the carry-on, put them on a tray, so when they're going through, they're already seeing that by itself. Because I think no. that sometimes that process of like them seeing that something that looks potentially dangerous, it's inside the carry-on, zipped that. up, that that could kind of like maybe already put them on a on a on a on a bad mood. For sure, for sure. I don't. Uh, I did not have them separate, and I think what you're saying to do is a really good idea to just like have yeah. them separate in a lipo bag and like just yeah. and take it out of your carry-on. So I did not. I did. I did not do that because the the contents of my carry-on were legitimately just. It was a book bag with two 12s lipos in it and a transmitter wrapped in a sweatshirt. Oh so, my God. That looks so fishy. Probably going through that. Like what in the world is this guy? It, it, it probably did. So I agree with you. Like, man, I wish that the, you could still get those Mikado soft bags. I know Scott Graham's got one and a couple other guys got them, but like the, that soft bag for your transmitter, like yeah. it, it protects your, it protects your transmitter but doesn't look like you're trying to bring like a submachine gun on the airplane. If you put it in a yeah. hard case, you know what I mean? Like the hard cases, yours they out? were great. What's that? You don't take yours out. Like I take my radios come out of the box, go into the tub batteries yeah, come out I of mean, the bag in a tub. I mean, but still like you could, but the transmitter, like even if it's out looks like what the hell is this? You know what I mean? Like what is this guy trying to fly the plane from, this strange computer yeah. with sticks yeah. on it. You know what I mean? It just looks weird to him. Whereas like, I'm the captain I'll... now. <laughs> I am the captain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> but uh, those soft bags, they, they protect the transmitter, but look, they look like you're carrying your five-year-old daughter's uh, book lunch. bag. Yeah, exactly. Lunch. Instead of looking like uh, I got my, I got my Pelican case full of hand grenades that I'm trying to pass through TSA here. Well, 
Okay, so I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to maybe uh, uh, get too deep into the woods here with, with this, but uh, it was just something that I wanted to elaborate a little bit on the whole traveling with the Ks and, and, and whatnot. And... I have one more tip if you are going to fly. Have the person that dropped you off wait until you're through TSA and waiting at the gate. Because if you, by any chance, get anything stopped, usually TSA will give you will give you a time slot for somebody to come pick that up. They yeah. give you an option. We can either throw this out or have somebody come pick it up. Before it goes uh, in the dumpster. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I my mom is usually the one who drops me off at airports for events. She sits there and waits until I'm through TSA because she's had to come pick up transmitters before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have somebody waiting, that's the best you, case. You're not losing your radio. Super you definitely there. don't want a V control touch going into the yeah. trash. That's for sure. Because yeah, there's going to be somebody who flies helicopters waiting to have you control touch to hit that trash bag. <laughs> yeah. Ali, Ali, it's on the flight right after yours. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, too soon? Too soon? Too soon. Oh, no. That's, been a, long, that's been a long time already, man. Oh, no. Isn't it? It was like a year from now, wasn't it? It's like, I think two no, years. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait, way over a year. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he was. Like a couple lowdowns ago. I think so. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's most too, but I thought it was. I don't know. But damn it, we're canceled now for sure. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Daniel, and Kevin won't have to worry about a show because yeah. this shit's getting shut down tonight. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> we're done. Or we're people are gonna love it. <laughs> it's gonna go two ways. We're gonna get canceled, or we're gonna be bumped well, to number one. It's a good thing one. that people can't see me wearing my mega hat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh no, not the MAGA hat. Jeez, uh, this is not good. Okay, yes. so Chris, you let me bring you ba uh, back on track. We're back talking in. about practicing. You, you, you know, one of the practicing. things you, you've been doing, you were talking about practicing packing because... Uh, because I'm potentially... Well, if I don't go to Arizona, I'm definitely flying to Winter Bash. I have no choice because I have to fly home from another trip. I turn around and leave for Winter Bash, and I'm not driving. I'm going to just okay. fly, make it fast and easy on myself. Um, so, yeah, regardless, I have to figure out how I'm fitting everything into a golf case. So that's kind of what I'm Very doing nice. now. While everything's under maintenance, I like I just did some bearings, put some new belts in. Everything's getting ready for mowdown. One of uh, the reasons I got curious, it's because, you know, I, I've gathered some information from... I'm just, you know, seeing social media and other friends and people that do it. But that's something that I yet have to do, which is a trip where I, I fly to the event, which means that, you know, um, you got to pack alleys on a proper case and, and whatnot. And that's, you know, I'm also debating and trying to see if I can make it to uh, the rodeo, uh, which would yeah, be great. Yeah, that's the same one. I'm yeah. telling you right now, though, the first time you do fly with your helis, it will be the most stressful thing you do because you're yeah. so nervous the whole time hoping your helis show up to the same place you showed up. Right. I know. Hey, or, but you know what? Let me just bring this thing here that I heard from my sisters. My sisters, they travel the world. They, they, they go all over the place. And they recently, one of the last trips that they did, they, they told me about the little GPS chips that they bought. You can buy packs of like four. The and they're, they're not they're they're I not don't... expensive. I don't know the name. It's yeah. some super cool little aisle. 
GPS chip that you throw inside there and you, you know, link it to your phone and you can literally follow where the thing is live. Like you can be sitting in the, in the, in the plane and seeing that the luggage, it's there where, where you are and, and, you know, you can see it moving about the airports and whatnot. And I, I want to say that that would be a great uh, thing to have for flying with uh, expensive gear like, like we do, huh? I, I agree. I uh, yeah, I think it is called Tile, right? Apple like, makes one too. It's called the AirTag. I just look. Yeah, because you can get the wallets. You can get the wallets with the, yeah. with the little circle, and you throw the tag in there, so you never lose your wallet. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. that's smart. I never thought of that. Yep, that's actually yep. like really good idea. Maybe I'll invest in some AirTags, so that way I never have to well, worry about see, my luggage. You, know, you can you can make sure that the Haleys are gonna make it. You can you know you know where your girlfriend is at all times. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that in her wallet, don't <laughs> you know, Can we put so, one on Kevin? There's so many uses for it. <laughs> we should put one on Kevin. Be like, found Kevin. Yeah, Kevin McGrady, yeah. <laughs> Where's Where? my phone? Where's my Kevin? Where's McGrady? Where's McGrady? Where's McGrady? <laughs> we probably need yeah, one on McGrady, Daniel. That McGrady guy is missed, going all the time. McGrady missed the team picture at Heliax, but we are giving him a, a, a break because he had the family. He already explained that to us on the last podcast. He had no to excuses. go out and, and, and do over things everything. with them. And we, 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 we cut him a little slack because uh, that's, that's important. But You can uh, see the stress we, on his face the entire time. You're like, we, missed, we missed him. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. I, you know, I, kind of, I, I was following the whole ordeal. Uh, water heater not working and yeah it was a shit show but it was awesome yeah yep, camper yep. life mm -hmm. camper, camper life yeah camper life everything's going wrong everything's going wrong when you not want it to works great at home that's right so Always Chris, works perfect um anything else you want to add to your um like you just be... just oh just flying that's about it and i fixed the ceiling tiles where the Goose guy went through the ceiling, so everybody should be happy here. Oh my god! <laughs> I yeah, that was a yeah. Finally fixed those ceiling tiles, so now the room looks complete again. It doesn't look like a rundown Airbnb, so we're all set. But yeah, just been flying, practicing, getting ready for a mow down, That's which I good, hope man. to see a lot of people at. All right, so is That's that everybody's awesome. weeks? That's everybody's well, weeks. So that's the end of the circle. Alrighty, so my next topic. Our next main topic, I wish, was something I had when I was in high school because at the time of being in high school, I was uh, single and it would have been great to have this to know what to do. So I didn't hide the helis in the shed didn't, and they were closer to home. And this is going to all be hosted by my boy Cholo. And this is the Love Shack. Cholo. Is this the good time to get the kids uh, out of the room? Oh, yeah, maybe, forewarning. No? <laughs> yeah, you want to be a headphone user if you're listening to this right now. Don't yeah, don't let your wife hear. Don't let anybody know. But, I mean, like, you know, I mean, how much fun is it to bring a girl over and be like, you know what I do for fun? I play with toy helicopters in a field with a bunch of dudes. That's, that's the nerdiest thing you can do. That, yeah. That's <laughs> as sexy that's, as it gets. Cool I tell you. like, oh. Especially if you're talking to him, you're like, hey, uh, uh, they're like, what do you do for fun? You're like, I don't want to tell you. I'm just going to tell you that. I fly toy, I fly remote control helicopters. And they say, oh, like the ones in the mall? And you, you 
it's not even any better to be like, no, this is what I do. I show you a video of someone flying. It doesn't yeah, make it, doesn't it any make, better. Yeah, it doesn't improve no, the situation. An awkward scenario. No, it doesn't make it any better. Just, they're just like, yeah, oh, that that's cool. Like, does it? That's what you do. Yeah. And then and then you go on and tell me like, well, I spend thousands of dollars on these things, and they're like hours and hours <laughs> with them. So you gotta like kind of make it a little bit better and be like, if you really, really want to impress them, you gotta start off with showing them a seven hundred. You don't want to show them a four twenty. Just like anything else, bigger is better. That's They're right. Always gonna love the seven hundred. And also, right. and also, if you are going to show them a video, bullshit your way out of this one. Show them Kyle Stacy. Show them Nick <laughs> Maxwell. Show them somebody who's amazing. That's show yeah, them top you notch. Be like, that's me. Good pilot in it. And I'm not going to lie, that's worked. I've used it in the past. I'm not going to show them a video of me flying because they'll be like, oh, that's fucking stupid. But so they, I show them like a, a Kyle Stacy video, yeah, Justin Cook. I'll be like, here, this is what we do. And they're like, oh, that's, that's kind of neat. So I've learned to do that. That's what you have to do. You got to show them the good videos. But then you got to understand when they come and watch you fly, if you talk them into doing that, they're not going to be impressed. Tell them you retired for a little bit. You're coming back to the game now. That's, you gotta you, you, just Chris, like you, you gotta, just like you bullshit your way into. You got bullshit your way out of it. You Sorry. Your way tell out, them, like, tell yeah. them, tell them that just, you don't want to. You don't want to fly in front of all these people because you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable with how good you are. You want to. Yes, uh, I would probably say I would probably say you know, hon, the last flights we had a we had a we had a we had a problem. The helicopter crashed. This flight is kind of like a, a warm up flight. I'm just testing things out. I can't go all out yet. Uh, uh, the, the 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 stuff that you saw you gotta, in the video is like two or three flights from now. You tell them it's just, just like the bedroom. You don't want to go hard at it right away. You got to kind of no. work your way into it. Way so into they'll, they'll it. think exactly. you kind of there, and you exactly. want to work your way into it. Yeah, so that's what you, you got to be. A, you got to be a tease. Be a tease. Aren't they good exactly. at that? You got to be a tease. After your crash, you got to have your foreplay four flight, and then you got to see if they want to hang around. Then you get into it, and that's what you got to tell. Them. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's, it's complicated. Yeah, it's just it's a little bit of a thing. So I mean, it's definitely uh, if you want to get with the girls, you just definitely want to show them the Nitro Seven Hundred is where you're gonna win. Because there's, there's noise, it's loud, and they're big. So back. And I highly recommend if you can avoid if you can avoid showing them like right off the bat, avoid at all costs. Bring this yeah. in once you lured them into staying. You got. But the bad yeah. part is so like with my house. When you walk in, you walk into my hobby room right away. So uh -huh. you got to either walk them through the garage, which that's worse because I've got a truck with like a million tools and everything like that. And they're like, oh, you spent all your money on this? That's just scratching that's the different. That's different, though. Chicks dig trucks. Sometimes. Sometimes. Back, I think back in the day, they would be they more like Fords, Fords or Chevys? Oh, well, so right now, like, yeah. Right now, if you if you show up with like a little bit done up truck, oh, it blows them away. I don't get it. I don't get it, but yeah. it does a trick. It's just as nerdy. It's a bunch of dudes that just go hang out in parking lots. Like, there's nothing better. <laughs> You're not you wrong. I tell I tell you what. If Manny if Manny was a bachelor, I think Manny would. I would be I would be kind of like divided. I I don't know if I would start with showing Haley's. 
or if I would start with showing my toolbox. I think that if I show, I think that if I show the toolbox, man, yeah. any you know, panties are dropping like yeah. right oh, away. Yeah. They're dropping the tools. The organization, they might be like, I mean, he knows how right? They yeah, but if, go, if, you, if you show him the organization, they'd be like, damn, he's got his shit together. And then boom. Yeah, I mean, they, but look how much tool they, he's packing, they, right? They're going to go, what is this for? Can you explain what this is for? And for the listeners out there, you know, you, it's a shame that you can't see the video, but we got a, 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 a syringe of the, the, the bottle lube in here. <laughs> oh, how do you explain that one, Chris? So. I mean, you know, you're gonna tell, I, you don't want to just go in dry. You got you don't want to just do that. You got to kind of work things, lube them up a little bit, get them worked in. Because going in dry is just bad for both of you. Exactly. High just high pressure lubrication. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think that's for you guys that have a, a nice uh, uh, toolbox game out there. You might you might want to consider a. Uh, uh, start with the toolbox because i think that things get a little easier i remember the first time sam saw manny's toolbox she was wringing out her socks (laughs) 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 oh god oh jesus this is like i didn't think of that like hey here's my toolbox and they're like oh this guy's got an organized toolbox wonder what the rest of his life's like show him exactly i never never showed him that that's a good way to look Show at it. Show them your inventoried and cataloged collection of replacement parts for helicopters. Oh, oh no, yeah. no. And then and then and then th- and then th- and then they're gonna want to get serious and like I don't know. Yeah, you, you, we gotta kind of feed it in doses. Like hold you, on, that's hold probably on, the on. next gotta... visit. That's probably the next visit. Like the, the spare on, parts, look. the spare part wall, it's the ne- it's the second visit. Okay. The, I know. And the sad part is I have a spare parts wall too. So it's like, <laughs> like, oh, oh no. Nice. So like, yeah. Yeah. Hold on, we gotta break this up, all right? We gotta let these guys know what to do on the first so first date and you managed to get them to come back to your house. What's the first thing? Make sure the lights are off. Lights are off to the room, right? Walk right past it. Yeah. No if you got like a, if you got an Alexa, you just tell her to turn the bedroom lights on, and then that's it. You don't, you don't have any of the other lights on. And okay. in the morning, if they're still there in the morning, or you kind of just push, walk them out the door, be like, "Hey, you want me to walk you to your car?" You don't, don't stop at the door. Keep moving. Keep moving. What, if, what if she's like one of those chicks who's like, "I want a breakfast." Like she wants you to cook her breakfast in the morning. You go to McDonald's. Oh, you drive. You leave this place, right? You just <laughs> you, you don't, you, you don't cook, you don't cook breakfast on the first night. No. You don't you don't do that. I hope you're not cooking it no. at night. <laughs> yeah. The first well, it turns in the morning, depending on what time it is, you never know. One AM cows breakfast or dinner? That's it depends on what breakfast for dinner, I mean. So they don't say the, so they don't reserve hot pockets right away then. No, no, you don't give them the hot pocket right away. Okay, okay. And so okay. then you take them. You're like you, and then you seem better off if you're like, "Hey, do you want to go to breakfast?" You could go cheap and get McDonald's drive-through, and be like, "Do you want to go watch, go to the beach or something?" Because I'm here in Florida. I live right near the beach. That's kind of a winner, but you gotta distract them from seeing the helicopters right away. Okay, so so then date date two, date two. Day two, you can start talking to them. You can bring up people like they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you like what do you do? You do this for fun." You've already kind of got an idea of it, and then when they come to the house, be like, oh, yeah, this is my helicopter stuff. I know it's ridiculous, and you make it funny yourself before they have a chance to do anything. 
They're like, you yeah, hurt wow. yourself before you, they can master, hurt you. Master yeah. move there. Yeah, master exactly. move. You got to be like, yeah. oh, I know it's nerdy as fuck, but I enjoy it. And then they're like, oh, it's not nerdy. Let me show you my hot pocket. It's, as long as you have fun doing it. <laughs> well, say that again, that's, Terry? that's when she sh gives you the hot pocket. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's what you're working up to. You're working up that second dish of the hot pocket over there. <laughs> but you, you end up working that and you're like, yeah, you know, you just play it like it's stupid. And then they're like, no, no, no. You should be happy that you do that. You got friends that do it. It's fun. I tell them, I'm like, yeah, I've got friends all over the country that do this. And so we always hang out and talk and they're like, okay. But it's good until you're like, okay, guys. I'm, I'm, they're like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm recording a <laughs> podcast for RC Helicopters. You got to make yourself sound important, though. It does, but it doesn't at the same time. Because they're like, no. you do a podcast? What if you, what, if, what if you replace that with ranching? With what? Instead of saying that you got to do a record a podcast, what if you say that you got to do some ranching? Oh, I'm ranching? spending the evening working yeah, on Yeah, yeah, ranching on the helis, bro. Stick stuff pocket. up. Oh, I'm totally lost. I thought this guy was talking like ranching, like we're doing cattle or some shit. No, like, where no, the hell did this come no, from? No, man. We're not getting we're the cowboys out. Yeah, we yeah the cowboys are are are, are a few episodes from now. Yeah, but no, you you don't you don't want to tell them. Hey, I don't want to hang out with you because I'm gonna wrench on my helicopter and possibly get into your hot pocket. No, you drop the wrenching to go hang out with them to get the hot pocket. I see. I see. Unless it's Kim, I don't know. Drop Kim's just wrenching. different. Literally, like Tough. I. Either... It's hard. Don't drop the wrench. But so what you do is you wrench for a little bit, tell them you're getting ready, even though you're already ready. Because, I mean, how much time does it take to get ready? Wash your hands? Go over there? That's it. Spray a little something on? Yeah, if you want to. But um, you do that. Then you go there. You hang out for a little bit. Then you get back. You knock it out quick enough, going with a, a plan of attack. Then you can come back to wrench. And finish it up. I see. I see. It's, there's, a, there's a technique to all this stuff. You just gotta find out where your groove. I think a brief dig into like if you have a crash repair, I, I, I'm I'm with your game on that uh, cholo. Like um, a brief tear down so that um, when the topic of discussion later in the night at dinner is not so uh, interesting to you, you can think about all the parts that you need to order uh, exactly. for later. Or use your phone to log into BK Howie's and buy right. stuff. You wouldn't eat. know. You wouldn't have any idea of what you're going to need to order or what you're going to need to do when you get back home had you not done a brief teardown before the date. Yeah. So you're pre-planning, and then if they got to go to the bathroom or if they're like you said, not that much fun to listen to talk, you just scroll through and you're like, uh huh. Then you grab the whatever parts you need. You place the order. You know, in a couple of days, they're going to be good. Oh so so let me let me just kind of go a little uh, 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 forward here in the future. Let's say that now we're like you know fourth dates or fifth dates. What what happens if your girl you know opens the door of the shop without knocking and she catches you polishing your pipe? Yeah, you just you you commit and make eye contact. You, eye contact and right nice. away. You don't you don't. Yeah, you don't stop what you're doing. You just stare at them to let them stare know. Stare at them and you keep polishing it. Keep polishing it. I until see. You, until you peg the rev limiter. Okay. Then you're done. 
right. Here's another question. So, how long do you wait before you bring them to events? And for anybody listening, Ooh. I recommend you don't bring them to events with Manny. I agree. He's too much of no, He's no, too no, much no, no, of no, eye candy. I'm fine, man. Yeah. I'm friendly. no. You're too. You're too fucking hot for this. I got right? the yeah. accent. Thanks for making me look like a scumbag. No, no, yeah, sir. Here, here you are, all chiseled and I, stuff, I, and I, I'm I, like, I, a, no, a damn. I mean, I, I'm just embarrassed to look at myself in the mirror, and then I got Manny walk up next to me. Thanks, buddy. I look like a damn water buffalo, and this guy looks like a damn Greek god. Uh huh. No, 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 no. Hang on, let me jump out of a plane real quick. None of that. But, he was definitely a panty dropper when he was at Virginia, just like chiseled, and he jumped out of planes and does these like cool stuff on the way down. Yeah. And then he got an RC one. We're the same team and same team, okay? I know, and it looks like him. Like this exactly. is like totally unfair. Oh, Ken doll over here, Brazilian Ken. <laughs> <laughs> no man, no. But yeah, I would I would say that's a hard one because you wanna. It's it goes back to Kevin talking about with his family there. You want him to come with. Depends how much of a how the maintenance level of this person is. If you're committed to the point where you're like, okay, I might hang out with this chick for a couple of times, and she's gonna maybe stay around, then you bring her, because then you're okay with talking shit in front of your friends there, and you know you've been holding a fart in for the first four days, so it's gonna they're gonna get laid out at the field. It's a, something they just have to accept. So you have to be. That's the point when you have to be comfortable with doing that stuff, and that's you take the ones that you want to spend time with the ones that are just kind of like a eh, this is okay i would never bring them fair enough also if your chick picks up a tool and offers to wrench on your crashed helicopter while you're at an event in a different Ooh. country keep her i don't know man because then you're gonna double check it then she's gonna think you have trust issues no, no. This was Kim. We were in Canada, and I wrecked all my machines. And then she's over here tearing apart machines and throwing them back together with me. So that way we had machines nice for the rest grab. of the week. That's that's I, a, know. That's, I was going to say. That's a, that's yeah. a keeper right there. Like, question, though. Did she practice wrenching on any of your stuff beforehand? No. So she, no. I didn't know she had any interest at all in this stuff other than hanging out with the guys because she thought it was hilarious. And she likes going and taking photos and bringing her camera and doing yeah. all the photography stuff. We get there, and I crash my machines, and I'm like, I think I'm done. And this is on a Saturday. I'm like, I think I'm done. Like, there's no way. I'm like, and she's I'm gonna like, end up no, you're not. I was like, I'm going to end up using somebody else's goblin to get through this, this weekend. And she's like, well, why don't we just take that head off of this heli and put it on this heli that's not that bad, and then swap skids and swap this. And I'm like, holy shit, where'd you learn all this from? Where did you come from? I yeah. been all my life. That's where I you know. That, exactly. That's where you it's met like, her, Chris. You met her at an at an event. Can? Okay. No, I okay. met her at work. So that's another thing. If she, if you, if you, I live in a small enough town. They were. I've made newspapers and stuff in my town for flying helis. If you, if you got that advantage, that's how small it is. The most exciting thing that happens is a kid who flies toy <laughs> helicopters. Yeah, but. <laughs> That, if you got that advantage, if you got that, an advantage where they already know about it, run with it. And that's one thing like you could do too. Like you're like, luckily Jay records everybody. So you could be like, look, I'm good enough to where someone's recording me. I didn't even ask them to. They just did it for me. So that's Absolutely. a good thing. It's like a paparazzi thing, right? Yeah. I, I didn't ask them to do it. They just did it. I mean, I just, that I'd fly that good. Oh, and you're sponsored. Like it kind of some stuff helps. 
but you got to kind of like you got to you 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 really have to kind of ask him how you're not you're not camera shy are you because um you're about to 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 get all I'm kind over of social a big media. deal. I'm kind of a big I'm deal where I'm going deal. right now. Oh my god. It, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know, babe. I don't, I don't know if you'd like the events, you know, all the cameras and the publicity and stuff. I, I just don't know if you'd feel comfortable at the events with, with all the, the, the camera. We'll give it, just give it a little bit of time and then eventually we'll work it into it. We'll take you to a smaller one where less people are. Yeah, that's a good way to work it. And so there's no now, real time frame. It just depends on the person. On what day you're I love how you I love how you guys are gassing yourselves up, and then if you go to this event, nobody does shit with you. You're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. It's over. That's why you have to say this. Be like, oh, this is a small event. Normally, there's thousands of people, but this one's a smaller one, so might not be as known. It just may be a local event, and then you're good. So would would like bringing them? Would graduation be like bringing them to RCHO? Maybe. Yeah, uh, that. I don't know because that one that would probably be a good first one because everybody's so hyped about everybody flying. You can hover and people are going to be hyped there because that's just how that place is. That's a good first one. So that's yeah. a good first event, and then they see the event and they're like, "Oh, just a small field." Then you go to these big events like Heli Extravaganza, and you're like, "Look at the amenities this place has," and they're like, "Oh, this is awesome." And I think the best graduating event is Urcha because it's so damn big, like like the field wise is so damn big, and half the time you're running around so if they stick with you through all that of doing the urcha stuff keeper i agree with the running around part i i agree like if they're you're running around taking the pick doing all that stuff and flying is yeah that would be i would have to say that's a pretty good statement there but I, if you want to show them off like nice grounds and nice event i would say hell extravaganza well, be the, 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 the thing that i have in mind here is that i i think that like after you brought them to the biggest events, I kind of feel like the 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 proof that she's gonna stick around it's gonna be after going through RCHO because the 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 stuff that happens at RCHO, you know, uh, uh, it could be a little traumatic for some some. Uh, 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 gals, so maybe there, that's like, a good test. Like I know you're saying yeah. that they're gonna stick around. So you like right when they think that they're like, okay, I'm part of this dude's life. I've been going through all this stuff and whatnot. And then you bring it, you bring them to to RCHO. You got like like being a boss. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, RCHO is like the 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 Woodstock of of uh 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 heli events. Be like, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying there, but I don't know if you'd want that to be your last or your first, because if they're not going to want to hang out with you after that, so they, then they're gone right away, and and then you, then you I, can yeah. move on. Then you can I think move R on. And, huh? I think our I think RCHO should be the first because the first, first off, that's eight, like the hike all the most, time. The most so you start fun, strong. Like the most stuff happens there. Yeah, like you strong. go to the rest, and nothing else is going to be like as crazy. So right. then they got that boredom phase because like. Like Urcha and like Virginia and these other ones, there's a lot of downtime. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of hanging out. I, I yeah. tell you what. I tell you what, Cholo. I am uh, uh, very delighted with uh, uh, all of this um, knowledge that you lay down on 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 us in here because I'm sure that there's a lot of folks out there that are kind of going through 
some solo uh, yeah. um, experiences and they don't know how to kind of like bring up the whole hobby life and, and yeah. you know, uh, uh, share that with with the opposite um, sex. There's, so There's going to be kids out, the kids that are getting into this hobby, they need to know. So hopefully yeah. they can in the future listen to this one. At least until you're 21. Yeah, wait to eh, give them 18. 18. 18. Yeah. 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 If they can sign up for the military, they can listen to this podcast. If they're old enough yeah, to man. sign up for Tinder, they're old enough to listen to this. Whenever you get your driver's permit, man, it's on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, so normally, that's normally when they take a break, though. Between 16 and 18, you're going to take a break because now you're driving. You're driving. Yeah. You got, you're yeah. trying to finish up school. And I if you're playing, that. the school is. No, no, you're but if you're playing to, sports, but school is not a priority. But if you're playing sports, you're really focused on school because you're you playing sports relies on you doing good in school. Yeah, because I mean, okay. when I got a car, personally, I would pull into the parking lot of school, look at my buddy next to me, and be like, "Do you even really want to be here right now?" And he would, if he had a thought of saying no, I was already leaving to go somewhere else. <laughs> but that was, but yeah, no, that's when you, they get the car. So I'm thinking, 18, they sign into this podcast. They start getting back into helis that they flew when they were kids, and they talk. They learn how to talk to girls about helicopters. Yeah. So this is a good breaking ground. Um, if it fails, don't come back at us. Um, come back at They're Cholo. Yeah. Uh, Discla- disclaimer: Your experience may vary. Yeah, yeah it depends upon the Thanks, chick. Manny, for not throwing me under the bus. Over here like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, C squared is officially broken up after this. Um, <laughs> we're like a boy band. Um, yeah. We'll get so, back <laughs> yeah, we'll get back together for a reunion. Um, one, yeah, last so, thing, one last thing that ahead, I Karen. would like to add um, about dating with helicopters, and, and uh, I don't know if we've touched on this or not, um, but one thing to consider uh, is your addiction to RC helicopters can be used to your advantage as a tool in the instance where you have been in a relationship uh, with a girl and and have decided that you're not really happy with it any longer, uh, maybe then is the time, if you can keep it a secret long enough, that then you would release or uh, disclose that information to her that this is what you do in order to get out of the relationship. I go to Fun Flies every other weekend. Uh, uh, I'm trying to be famous. This is this is what I'm gonna do with my life. This is yeah. <laughs> to be like, you're like I'm quitting my job. I'm being a popular helicopter yep. pilot. To be to be fair, to be fair, every relationship that's ended, I've gone to an event. Like I'm leaving for an event, and they're like, I don't think this can work. And then it's great because you're hanging out with your buddies. You're not bummed out. That is true. That's it works. It works to your advantage. It now does. I just hope it doesn't happen to you when you're in a different country and you don't know what the hell's going on. But that's but if it happens at your local event, it's perfect. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, that was pretty good for uh, first bad, loves. Yeah. First, for, love I mean, first. I, I, I kind of um, I kind of wish that I could, you know, uh, witness uh, how much the, the, the some people's game is gonna go up after listening to this. Oh, oh they're gonna yeah, be drowning after this. You know, feel free to There's send us emails uh, uh, telling us, you know, uh, all the love stories. You know, and, you know those, like, fish pictures that people hold up? They're going to be holding helis in all of them now. That's going to be on Tinder next. Yep. That's yeah. next Tinder. 
We should make a heli head Tinder so that way we can see how many photos of guys holding helis ours. <laughs> Just of random guys be like, who are you? We're all of us. All of us. We're a package deal. Well, Cholo, thank you so much. Um I I'm I'm you know, I, I I'm delighted with um your your vast knowledge of, of you know the, the, the Love Shack game and um I'm sure that it 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 help it will help out a, lo- a lot of people out there, man. Uh, uh, you 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 did a favor to a lot of people a lot, out there. A lot of heli nerds are thanking you right now. We can help one kid. That's all that matters. Yeah, if one person emails us saying this advice helped us, it's gonna make our day. It's all that matters. Yeah. Boom. All right. So next topic. I don't like to yell, so we change this topic. Uh, Chris, do you want to give him a sample of what the old topic was? Well, as we all know, the old topic was uh. What is hot? But see, I don't like to yell. So, our topic's called What's Popping? So I don't have to yell. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like it. Sounds gangster. What's right? popping? What's popping, son? What's it? What's, what's popping? Man, he managed to steal my thunder, but all right. Yeah, he did. So, he he, he did. It sounded better. I know. Screw this guy. Oh, um, you did say, no, you said it before. And you just, you made it awesome. You're like, what's popping? You made it so cool. You sounded like so gangster when you said it compared to, <laughs> compared to my little white country accent. Um, You're good. You're good. All right. So the first one is actually something I'm pretty pumped about. Um, If you follow pro pilots and like the competition scene, it's like pretty big deal for SAB is CD who used to fly for, I believe is Mikado. Yeah. Mikado. He flew for Mikado. Did actually really well with them. Won a world championship title with them is now flying for SAB. And he released a video of him flying a raw 700. Killing it. It's so impressive. If you yeah. if you want to see that video, it is on YouTube. Just look up CD Helicopters, and it's on Facebook. But it is so impressive. I don't know. Carrie, what's your thoughts on this? I saw the video. It's, 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 it's awesome. And it's awesome to have uh, uh, some representation uh, at that skill level on the team. I and mean, there's a lot of great guys flying for Goblin already, but it's awesome to have, uh, have one more added, uh, and to, to really show example of what that machine's capable of doing. Yeah, this is, it's a good representation of the limits of the raw Manny. What's your thoughts? I am delighted because as a, a, a avid user of SAB helicopters, I, I feel like bringing such a powerhouse in, it's, you know, a, a huge statement of how, how good the, 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 the brand is. And it's pretty obvious when, when you see what somebody like him can do with the heli, um, uh, you know it's it, it's it's awesome to see it. I think it's a huge asset to to the SAB factory team, and um, I can see you know I can't wait to see the the you know an SAB back on on the top spots on on you know world championships and global 3Ds of of, of and 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 the like, you know. So, congrats to to CD. Congrats to SAB. And you know, let's um, 
let's let's enjoy what's what's coming up because I'm sure that somebody with his caliber will probably bring knowledge and 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 some some tips and ideas to the to the designers and um, who knows what's going to come from it pretty awesome exciting times yeah there's got he they have they already put on there that they got some like future projects they're working on so i'm pretty excited to see what he's going to bring to the table the other thing that's uh going to be interesting is i really want to see where he's going to place with a goblin because he placed if i'm not mistaken second or third this year at global 3d so it'd be cool to see if he goes up using their helis uh what happens so pretty stoked for that yeah, the and, next... for, and for the listeners out there that are not familiar, he is coming from Excel Power, correct? No, he came from Mikado. Mikado. And he I'm actually sorry. was really successful with that machine. He yeah, won he his yes. he won his title yeah, with yeah, that yeah. machine. Yeah, I I first for for a for a second in here, I I I got You're thinking Confinoy probably with, with Panoy, yeah. <laughs> because the the Asians just have this this domination that you know it's they're kind of like in a different planet man like it's, their flying style is so insane it's, it's i incredible. don't know how yeah. you'd be that technical that yeah. fast yeah 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 so yeah i got confused there for a second but yeah it's like you're saying you know i i am excited to see uh, uh what he's gonna be able to do if if um i'm pretty sure that he would probably compete with a with a raw you know like uh act out to the the bone with with you know head speeds and 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 what have you you know i can only imagine yeah he's gonna i think he's gonna be really successful with it so our uh next one is something that I actually came up with because I shared it to Carrie, and Carrie was re- and I were uh, pretty interested in it. And this is a TDRS Nitro, and I can't remember what country this was at. Um, I believe it was Austria. I believe this heli was at. I can't. I can't or remember Germany. either. Yeah, it was at some fly in Austria or Germany. Um, I'm glad you shared it with me, though. But yeah, that was uh. I'm sure a lot of people missed this. Uh, I'm glad you shared it with me because I would have overlooked it. Um, so the only way you would have found this is if you're part of these like special pages because it was, I believe, it was on Austria's page. Like you had to be on the Austria Heli thing page because that's the only place I saw it. They might have posted pictures of it on like the Nitro uh-huh. Nation uh, Facebook, but I only saw the video there because there's you can see the pictures of it, and in, in pictures, this thing looks like totally badass. Like it looks insane in pictures, but the video of it, Carrie, what was your thoughts on the video? So I think, so I think, I think actually we did. Um, I think I actually saw a picture of it first on like Nitro Nation, like you're talking on Facebook, and I think I commented, "Man, I would love to see that thing fly." And then you shared me the link, famous Chris, and um, yeah, uh. <laughs> It was like a day later, and uh, I mean, it was I was happy to see uh, it fly, and but however, the the video was, uh, and no offense to the owner and operator, but uh, it was rather lackluster. I'm not sure what size engine that was, but it was quite a massive pipe, and I don't know if anybody has uh, 
right? I don't know how many people have witnessed uh, a speed helicopter competition. And uh, I never had before. Actually, me and Manny at Urcha stopped over and watched uh, Blanton, uh, Riviera, and Greg Ringley, and a few other guys ripping these things uh, across the field. If you've never seen a speed helicopter competition, that's uh, definitely something you should check out. But anyhow, this this was a nitro speed helicopter, which caught my attention because I'm a huge nitro guy, but I've I've never uh, been involved in the speed side of things. Uh, so I was really interested to see it. Um, but it kind of, uh, in the video at least, kind of seemed more like a, a Ford Model A with like, Wow. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No no offense to the owner operator. It was uh it was a unique piece, but the uh the performance seemed to be rather lackluster compared to uh a Blanton twelve S comet ripping across the ripping across at hundred and eighty miles an hour. Well, I think the big thing you're gonna notice with the speed nitro I think he runs is fourteen actually. Okay. Yeah, they run 14 or more. But I think the big thing with the Nitro is it doesn't have the consistent power like an electric does. And also, the other thing with that, too, is I've never seen a TDRS with a Nitro in it. So I don't know if that was something they made or because I don't think that's something TDR yeah. would make. So that might have been something they made and they're still working out bugs on it. But that's definitely cool. And the pipe on that thing yeah, was huge. It, was... it looked like a uh, control Absol line plane Absolutely. Plane. That's like exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that thing was massive. That's, that's all, all I got, got for that. that I don't know. Did Chris or uh, Manny see that? I didn't see it. But what Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I can't uh uh give an opinion on it because i i haven't checked it out man i haven't i haven't found it i guess I, i'm guess i'm not part of on of one of those special groups uh, yeah i'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, group. I'm no special so yeah. yeah guess they don't like us floridians being in it but i mean but it would be definitely a cool thing if we could find a uh find a find a link for it and and maybe um attach yeah, it I'll to look. The, yeah That'd be cool. Yeah, the one thing that'd be cool is if nitro, if uh, not nitro, if speed was managed to make different classes and they had like a nitro class and people started making yeah. nitro speed helis, that'd be cool. That'd be, that'd be I'll, I'll tell you one thing after really after watching uh, them make those passes, um, I don't I don't know that I would jump up and say I want to build a speed helicopter. However, I really really want to try to run that course with just like my raw, you know, just to see, just to see, <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like my, my raw moves pretty, the like, raw electric, you know, moves pretty fast. Uh, obviously I'm not going to hit numbers like those guys, but it would be fun to just try to see, to, to see where you're you at. You know what I mean? I don't know. Why didn't okay, you? No, no doubts. No doubts. Yeah. Maybe, because yeah, you know we we it was pretty clear to us in there that um the technique of of setting up the dive doing yeah. either a stall turn or a cubonate or have or have cubonate you know uh, or split ass i don't know 
the exact name. They do like a half Cuban. Yeah. yeah. That that is pretty much almost over a little more than half of the battle. And um I think that's you know, there's probably uh quite I don't know if it's a lot of people, but I believe that there is probably folks out there that would do absolutely awesome at it just because it just so happens that they, they they can do that sort of maneuver really well and uh i wouldn't be surprised if if somebody that doesn't have a heli that is purpose built but just kind of you know tweaked and tuned for 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 speed would be able to do really well too yeah, the biggest thing with that is setup because you don't want them to pull a wall, I believe is what they call it. I don't know if you got to see that at all when you guys were over at the speed. These things will be going like full speed, and if something's wrong with the gain or something, they will literally pull straight up like this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Into yeah, yeah. a wall. Absolutely, it, like, you yeah. Get, you got a chance of that heli blowing up when they do that. So that's like the hardest part of speed is getting the setup so the heli just wants to right. go in a straight line. And, of course, as fast as possible. So. That's kind of the biggest battle with speed, but yeah, that TDRS Nitro is really cool. It's definitely different. I have not seen a Nitro speed heli before, so that was definitely interesting to see. Means a V. So next, means mm -hmm. a V8. Oh yeah, he's a V8. <laughs> I I want to see you slam a V8 in that thing. He's yeah. no less. So put put nitrous on it. Mm -hmm. So our next topic is uh, Goose Guy came out with limited editions. Uh, if you saw Ben Stork's Goose Guy S2, it was like a light blue and white. Yeah, they have new schemes on the canopies. They look awesome. Yeah, they have that now, and they have a blue and purple, which is actually pretty sick. And they have booms that match it, and they just released some skids to match the schemes too. So instead of it being the red, yellow, the green, yellow, you can now get different colors, which is super cool. And you can get booms to stick out so that way the heli doesn't turn to a little dot since it's so small. So Chris, uh let me just let's just do a little a little little side note in here. There's a lot of talk lately with Oh god the the, <laughs> the, the legend the S2, uh which I kind of wish that people would start calling it the, 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 what, what the name of the heli is instead of the brand of the heli because you know a lot of people butcher the name you know Gooski which you know Gooskai and the, the, the name of the heli it's Legend S2 right uh, so nobody calls it by that <laughs> if it's Legend or if it's S2 uh, whatever um, uh, you, you are a, a very experienced pilot you, you, you fly really well and, oh thank uh, you 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 were uh, uh, lucky enough to win the the night contest at Urcha, which landed you uh, a, a, a one of those bad boys as a prize, right? Yes. So, can you tell us maybe you know a little bit of uh, your experience with it so far? And so far, what I can tell you is this thing actually is probably the best flying two hundred size model out there right now. And it's literally just because the tail does not give up. I've not gotten this tail to give up. So if you are thinking about getting one, I highly recommend it. And the fly barless, I don't know what they did to the fly barless, but it feels so similar to like 
at least a 500 size heli. It's very similar to a bigger heli. And it's I like see. super nice. The only complaint I have is the canopy doesn't come off unless you take screws off. So if you're doing any wrenching on it, it's kind of a pain because you have to sit down and take the screws out because the nose, to get to the battery and stuff, you have to take the nose, push the button in and pull the nose down. So that's the only complaint I have. Other than that, it's a pretty solid helicopter. And they crash in the ceilings really well. I don't recommend uh, you yeah. try it, but they do <laughs> really well. <laughs> to a link later, things... I mean, apparently, apparently they... They go, they go through ceilings pretty well too, right? Oh, uh, dude, blew right through that drywall. Yeah, actually, uh, That's awesome. if you to the episode, Chris is going to post a link for uh, a drywall and mud. If you guys have an, a situation like he did, uh, where you can get drywall and mud to repair your ceiling, if you act, Andy, I will give you, yeah. I will give you the receipt of what I had to buy to fix my ceiling. Like a speed, a speed fix before the before uh, 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 in case it's like you know some some young kid before the parents come back. Parents home. get like home, parents come you home. know what to get, yeah. you know what to get at Home Depot before your parents come home. That'd be so. Oh my God, could you imagine some kid like is like I need the receipt on what you got to fix your drywall because I just ran my S two through the wall and be like, here you go, <laughs> I got you. I I've, I got you on this one, buddy. That's awesome. Um, and then I think I, the last one I had on here was Fall Mowdown, but we beat that one pretty good during our uh, Circle Jerk. So I don't think we have to beat that one anymore. I hope to see everyone there and uh, <laughs> hope they all have a great time at it. Which okay, uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be. Beat. I'm sure it's going to be a great time. Sorry, sorry, Cholo. Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to make it sound so bad. Jeez. But uh, yeah, so that's that's it for what's popping. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Since my return to the hobby, I was in pursuit for the best flying helis on the market. SAB Goblin has grown exponentially in popularity over the years, so it seemed only fitting that I try a Goblin. After owning a few now, I always shop where customer service is top-notch, bkhobbies.com. BK Hobbies carries SAB Goblin, BK Servos, Switchblades, and other various electronics. Not to mention, Bert and Kyle have years in the hobby as competition pilots and are both ambassadors of the hobby. So why would you shop anywhere else? BKHobbies.com Hey everybody, welcome back to the takeover. And now we're on to our main topic. The main topic is a little interesting. And it is enough is enough. Now we're going to start this off because we have a couple ideas on enough is enough. And we're going to start this off with when is enough hell is enough. So coming from me, uh, when I was like 12 to about 17, I used to have upwards to of uh, 18 to 20 functioning helicopters at all times jesus yeah i had a bunch that, like this is when my dad used to wrench this is when my dad used to wrench like it crashed by the time i got home all 20 of them were flying again Oof. yeah now that i'm doing it to trying to keep up with 20 it's impossible it's, it takes a lot yeah because if it's one person it takes a lot and it costs a fortune um, you have, might have to put your house up on a mortgage in order to afford that habit of 
keeping 20 to 18 helicopters going. So that was my experience. Now I'm down to four 700s and one 580 and a 420 and a goose guy. And that seems to be the perfect amount. Everything keeps up to maintenance. Everything's always ready to go. And yeah, so let's start with Cholo. So yeah, I, for the longest time, swore that two 700s is like the perfect number. And I still think that is the perfect number of helis. But like right now I have my 700 Nitro, my three blade, my Puma, my 580. And I happen to still have someone's 420, not to name names Kyle Stacy, but still have his heli that I've been flying. So still stole that one. I see. Yeah. Still, still <laughs> stolen. No, borrowed indefinitely uh, right next to my tool and kevin's velcro and, and he's never going to see that again hopefully yeah probably not he's gonna maybe i'll bring it sunday and this will be our saturday when we go flying and i'll be like oh, you sure you want to bring this home i'll borrow it for you for a little while that thing is pretty fun i do like that but i would i have to say that uh i really think that having two or three like two solid 700s and maybe a 580 nitro or something like that is perfect what about you, Manny? Okay. I am going to elaborate a little more. I, you know, I have to respect people that like having uh, uh, too many because I know that there is kind of a, a strong side of this hobby that it's kind of like a collecting thing. Uh, yeah. I know that uh, 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 it's super cool to have multiple sizes multiple multiple brands uh perfect example of what you're talking about is charlie crespo yes sir that guy has over a hundred helicopters yeah and, it's, and not all of them like they strand from like the first goblin that came out to the most recent goblin that's came out yes yeah and also he has a bunch of other models he's definitely on the collector side of things exactly he doesn't fly them all yeah same with ron ron's like a Ron Corey's for owning Ken Mar- yeah, Ron and yeah. Ken Marshall. Yeah, he's a, yeah, they're big like Ron, especially is a big guru of owning like every goblin that was ever made. Yes, yes. Uh so I I I I respect that. Uh uh I think it's I think it's awesome if people have the the, the opportunity and the space and, and, and the money to do that. But um my personal experience, let's uh, take my comments with a grain of salt because it's kind of like my personal opinion, you know, um, the way that things kind of worked out or, or how it, 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 it happened to me. I felt like I've kind of went around the block and I've had times that I had several and I had times that I had only two. And um, I personally, in my case, I felt like the more I had, the less I flew. Um, I don't know. You know, in my case was because sometimes it was a matter of um, there's too many things to fix. I don't know what I should fix. What should I bring to the field? Um, and 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 so one way or another, that would end up sometimes 
kind of taking a little bit of my motivation, you know, uh, uh, to just to just kind of go, okay, I'm taking this and taking that. And the car goes off to the field, you know. Um, so uh, then I noticed that when I had just two, it was the time that I flew the most, you know. Um, it was, you know, the same two things. It was when I had my two Krakens, the Kraken Electric and the Kraken Nitro. And, you know, I would just go to the field. And th those were the days that I did. Uh, that was the day that I did the eight flights. It's the most I've done. Uh, I did 24. I did 24 flights, electric flights and, and two gallons. Um, because, you know, like it's, it's, it's simpler to just kind of like, you know, just charge and go, charge and go, charge and go. And then obviously, you know, like I did have six packs. I still kind of like having uh, a good amount of packs because I feel like, you know, you make your batteries last longer and you can, you can fly more when you have more packs you got a decent uh, charging setup, charger setup, so you can uh, just basically fly nonstop. It was nonstop flying. It wasn't that long, you know. It was like something like five plus hours of nonstop flying, uh, to the point that I think that my radio didn't even time out once, you know, uh, all by myself, nobody else, and nobody to talk to, and just kind of go, go, go. So the, the, the thing about having too many, sometimes I feel like um, it could maybe put a little, uh, a little uh, uh, limitation on, on progression even, you know, like especially yeah. for, for people that are in the, the, the phase of, of, of learning and getting better every time that they go out flying, sometimes change, you know, like changing too much from one size one size to another run kind of machine to another they all fly a little different you end up kind of not you know your 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 proficiency curve with with learning maneuvers it's not as steep because you gotta kind of like take a couple flights to adapt from one size to another or one kind of heli to another you know sometimes people have I don't know, three helis or two, two or three helis that are the same, but one has bigger blades, the other one has two, the other one is a three-blade setup, or, a, you know, batteries are bigger and smaller, and, you know, uh, gear gearing is different. So um, I think that all of those little differences, they can kind of put a, a, a little bit of a, a, a limitation on 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 the, the 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 learning process so that's kind of one side of it and um and then there's also the whole thing about you know i kind of i personally feel like having two helicopters there that are the exact same thing i think that the only time that that would come handy it's if you're at an event and you don't want to let's say you put one in and you don't want to be ranching so you pull the other one out and you, you keep flying. Because I feel like even if you have two that are the same and you crash one, 
you're going to want to fix that hell. You're not going to be happy until that hell is not fixed, right? So I kind of feel like maybe it's better to just have one and stock up on spares, you know? Now, one thing that it's for sure, in my opinion, is don't go to the field with only one helicopter, you know? That could be a bad idea because you could just end the 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 the, the whole day, you know, plan of of having a great time all day long in the first minutes, and that's it, you know. So, um, I don't know. I kind of believe that less is more, um, and you know, uh, um, I understand when people like having too you know too many i'm not a collector myself i kind of like having a little more into spare parts but i now have a a, a raw 700 a 58 a, a 700 nitro a 580 nitro and i have two electric 700s and a, and a 420 and it's way too many for me adding on to your point about progression with owning a lot of helis it's really, it's it's actually true because the biggest thing I noticed when I had a bunch of helis is that no two helis flew the same because you didn't have the time to really sit down and tweak them. Like my two Krakens, my two Rolls fly exactly the same almost. But mm -hmm. when you have 20 helicopters, you don't have the time to sit down and tweak them so two of them fly the same. So when you go to an event and you crash your favorite one, the rest of your flights are off because now you're trying to adjust or tune the other one to fit how the other one flew. Yeah. And... And the other thing, too, with owning a bunch is when it comes time to do maintenance, you will forget you didn't do one. You'll go to the field, take that one. You're going to be like, why is this flying like complete garbage? Well, it's because you didn't do maintenance uh, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that was done. the biggest things I noticed. Yeah. Owning a bunch is you're always behind and you always forget something. It's like the littlest detail you'll forget. Chances are you always going to kind of like stick to the ones that you, you prefer, right? There's going to be... Oh yeah, hundred percent. You pick you pick your like core four, and then the rest yeah, just sit on the wall, and then exactly. you randomly pull them out for you know? or something. So why not have less and 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 then just invest your time and 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 all the 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 effort that you put into tuning, so you make that exactly what you want, and uh, and 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 you're gonna be excited and looking forward to flying them every time that it's you know go time. Yeah, unless you like to collect them, then that makes sense. Which I totally get. I would yes. totally be down to own like thirty helicopters. Oh, that are, like no doubt. If I was a rich guy, of, like yeah. No, I agree with that. Fun to have them like lined up. Yeah, oh, exactly. that'd be sick. Like you have yeah. gates above them and everything, like lined yeah. up on the wall. Yeah. My my yeah. hangar has got like a remote control for the door to go up and like you know. You That's too extravagant, and... man. We're talking about RC helicopters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's got it like he's got an automatic opening door like welcome to my man cave and it's just like helicopters yeah. on the wall so what do you what, what's your take on it scary honestly it's hard to follow you after that like i agree with you on almost every single aspect manny like everything you were saying i was like i'm over here like man he's taking the words right out of my mouth but <clears throat> i'm, you know, I'm sure you're gonna add some good stuff to it so all of us that are talking right now, I would describe as uh, uh, flyers, right? Like we've, we fly our stuff and we fly it a lot. And there's a lot of people in the hobby 
that uh, maybe don't have the time to fly them as much as we do. There are people that collect them and, and, and trust me, it would be awesome. I mean, I probably will never do it, but I totally respect somebody who wants to uh, build one and put it on the shelf and look at it, you know, later. And, but I, everything I've owned, I mean, my shit's got three, 400 flights on it. So, you know what I mean? Like, so you have to understand that from our, from all of our perspective, like we're, we fly, we, we fly the shit out of them. So that being said, um, without beating around the bush too much, my magic number is six. I've had more, I've had less. I think it does make a difference. Uh, nitro electric. I really do because just the nature of nitro, uh, there's more things, there's more things that can go wrong or bite you in the ass at the field. You know, there's just more parts involved. Uh, you can get to the field and, uh, your regulator or your check valve is bad or your, your fuel clunk is bad or the fuel line inside of your tank went bad. So there's just, with nitro, I think that that one or two extra in your fleet is uh, uh, beneficial, as opposed to uh, electric. Because I guess I would say electric, as much as I hate to admit it, is slightly more reliable, maybe. But Not uh, slightly, more reliable, <laughs> but more fun. Electric, oh, dude, yeah, they're so much more fun. I go to the field, nitro starting, yeah. You got to have more fun with it because it's, I'm not in this hobby for liability. I'm in this hobby to have fun. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I enjoy nitro more myself. Uh, the only other thing that I would like to uh, add to this discussion is that I personally really like to have two of the exact same helicopter. Now I have six in my fleet right now and it's three different types of helicopter all pairs of the exact same model. And the reason that I like to do that is because I like to have two machines flying exactly the same with the exact same setup, the exact same servos, the exact same motor, the exact same blades, the exact same fuel, and then change the blades and fly them back to back. Because I like to be able to quantify my seat of the pants feeling like I might say like, Oh, I, I like, I like the switch XFs instead of the switch regulars. Well, until you really fly two machines that are exactly the same back to back in the same temperature, the same air density, the same engine tune, the same timing side by side, you really can't get, a real solid judgment of which one you like better unless you've eliminated all the other variables. I mean, blades feel different from day to day, depending on temperature changes outside air is more dense. You know, if the cool air is more dense, lower altitudes, more dense, the helicopters feel different. If you have two helicopters that are set up exactly the same and you only change one component that can tell you, that that's the only way to really get a good feel for what you like more between uh, I'm going to change the servos in one. I'm going to change the blades on this one or Gearing. I'm going to run. 
Exactly. You just change one thing at a time. Yeah, very true. Very valid point there. Go ahead. And that's all I have. I I like to do side-by-sides. Also, if you are trying to take your flying to the next level, really running just two or three helis is like the way to go. Because if you run only two or three, they're going to feel really similar. If you run less helis, make sure you are stocked up on parts, though. Because unlike somebody who has like uh, 10 or more, you don't have like that just consistent backup to like you pile one in, you can go grab the other one. Unless you're like Carrie and can manage to rip apart a heli and put it together in 15 minutes. Having backup parts is like key to this. Even, even, even still, if you got multiple models, uh, it's hard to keep backup parts in stock for repairs or replacements if you crash. Like, I, I, I'm always, at any time I add a new model to my fleet or when I'm always like <clears throat> analyzing the fleet that I keep, I keep in mind what parts are interchangeable between uh, helicopters. And obviously, if you don't know yet, if you like an XL Power or you like uh, an Align or you like an SAB, uh, I encourage you to try all of them. And But then at some point, you kind of have to pick one from a financial standpoint because I can't personally afford to keep the bearings for the grips of an Align and the bearings for the grips of an SAB in stock or keep all those different parts in stock. Whereas if you fly all XL Power, you fly all SAB or you fly all Align or any other brand that's out there, a lot of the parts are interchangeable. And it's a lot more cost effective to fly just one brand. That's a good thing to bring up because, like, that's one thing I love about the SAB, the Nitro 700, and the Puma. Like, I could go to a fun fly and bring two booms and have enough for two crashes, and the heads swap over, which I've done that before. Absolutely. So those those two helicopters that you brought up, Cholo, uh, are are exactly my two favorite right now because. Yeah. I've got one that's electric, one that's nitro, and if I've got a vibe in one of them, I can swap. I can pull. I can pull the the lower Jesus bolt and swap the entire heads between the two helicopters. Yeah. If I got a vibe in the tail, I can swap the entire back half of the helicopter side to side. And that's what I did with Kevin's when he was having tail vibrations on his. I was just like, I just took my whole tail push rod and everything for mine and belt and stuck it on his nitro, and it went away. Right. And so he could fly and I could fly. It was nice because it was convenient. That's the best part about those helis. But yeah, that's why I think you I know, one, Another thing that I, I, can, um, I can add to this is something that would definitely happen if uh, you have less helis. I think that having less helicopters would mean that you're going to probably reach a level of understanding of the machine that will come a lot faster and it would be a lot, you know, a higher understanding than if you have too many or if you have several, you know, which is something that it's key because, uh, uh, one thing that it's key in the in this hobby is knowing that you're going to go out there and you're going to enjoy it. Nobody wants to go out to the field 
and be chasing gremlins or you know one flight is okay the other one something is happening and 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 i think that when you have less you're gonna probably go through the problems and you're gonna reach a point that you kind of like close that loop of like okay i think that everything that could have happened with this machine happened to me and you start seeing uh, 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 after some time that when, when the heli does something, you know, it, 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 you know, like, uh, uh, the, the switch is turned on your head immediately because you had that problem. You're like, okay, this vibration, it's either here, here, or there, this little, you know, noise, it's gotta be this, that, or the other. And, and, and I think that having, having less helis to deal with will bring that knowledge uh, a lot faster you know i agree yeah. i agree yeah 100%. and it'll help your understanding of just how it works and the more you can understand how it works the better your flying will get because you're not sitting there guessing what an issue is exactly you get specialized on it you know yeah okay. but at the same time, I'm not trying to make it sound like, oh, just get one brand. If you are a beginner or you've been flying for a while, absolutely. Say, you yeah. like like you like the the raw 700. You like the XL 700. You like any 700. Go ahead, get them. If you have the if you have the means and the funds, go for it. Get them. Try them all. Absolutely. That's my biggest thing. Try them all. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah try There's nothing. Nothing saying don't try them all. No. No. It would it would be it would be really difficult. Uh, financially and mentally to maintain three different brands of helicopters in operation though can you imagine like that's yeah it's tough but i mean if you have the if you have the ability to go for it yeah but at the same time if you're somebody new to the hobby or somebody's been flying for a while and not three inches off the deck every flight the odds of you crashing are pretty slim so then having three different brands isn't so bad. Yeah. If you're somebody who's like push, if you're, if right. you're somebody pushing That's it a good way to every compete. single flight, I think you're going to narrow it down to one heli because you want to make it as easy as possible for yourself. If something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But if you aren't pushing, if you aren't yeah. pushing the limit, the absolute limits of your flying with going low, going fast, all that. And you're somebody just learning how to fly and you like the looks of two different helicopters, go for it. There's nothing saying you can't, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I honestly think somebody new should try every heli you can possibly get your hands on. Yeah. Because two helis, two different brands are going to fly two different ways, and you will learn something different from every helicopter. Yeah, that's that's Yeah. And on top of that, leading into when is enough enough with events? Because I know firsthand you can personally push it too far with events. I've done it, burned myself out of them, going to them. And then you end up going to events and you don't enjoy it at all. So let's start with Carrie on how many events you went to and what's the perfect amount, what's too many. So events are totally different than just flying for me. Um, and, and also you got to keep in mind that I'm, I'm fairly new to the hobby. Um, events... Man, it's tough to answer this because I think it's going to be so it's going to be so different for for every different person, depending on not only their their position in the hobby, 
but also their position in life. I mean, it's so hard to balance uh, work, life, and your involvement in the hobby and where you want to be. Um, I think for me, uh, it, it comfortably, I think four events a year is a reasonable amount to try to tackle. Uh, I can't imagine trying to do more than six myself, but that's all, uh, that's all lifestyle, uh, related and, and where you're at in life and how you're able to balance your, um, obligations. I like four. I, I, I certainly couldn't see myself doing more than six. And if I'm doing less than two a year, I'm probably in a bad spot. Manny, what's your perfect amount? I think that all of us would agree that we would do them all if we could. Uh, um, but, you know, like you, like you said, um, the, 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 the responsibilities that we, we, we have are probably what dictates, uh, uh, that, that number. Uh, I, I don't think that I would kind of compare that with, with like the dynamics of having too many helis. I think that, uh, uh, the, the 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 thing that comes first is the 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 availability of of like I mean can can I take can I take the time off from work first to 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 go do it you know uh, okay if I have just an X amount of 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 days that I can take off to go to which how how could I choose wisely which events I should uh, uh, uh choose you know so um we all know that events are an absolute great part of of the hobby we all love going and 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 catching up with friends and and seeing different you know venues and going on road trips and and you know staying up late flying at night seeing all the different you know, flying styles and the big names and, and all of that. Um, one thing that sometimes I kind of see uh, happening, and I think that some people should take, take it in consideration, is um, sometimes, you know, I've, I've, I've witnessed this happening to some people where they they basically only enjoyed the hobby when they were at events to the point that they kind of forgot how to have fun when it was just them and a and a friend or just them in some rogue field or their local field and I think that that could be kind of like a fine line, you know, because events are so fun that you might do them so much or, 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 or uh, enjoy them so much that it might affect how you, you enjoy your hobby when you're not in an, at an event, you know. Um, and I feel like that is something that... People should should be be careful with 
to not kind of lose touch with 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 the love for the hobby to begin with you know like just the fun that you have just you and your toys you know uh um because i've seen you know i've seen it i've seen it happen like to you know like people basically like just they would just go from event to events and it's like hey bro let's go to the field you know let's go fly ah you know this or that and uh, um so i i don't i think that and i can kind of maybe see the other side of the spectrum like you said chris that you kind of got burned out of events too so I think that you could probably do them too much too, to the point that you probably don't want to deal with um, the crowds. Um, and then there's always the whole thing about the size of the events. You like a big one, you like small one, you like mid-sized one. I think that all events are great. There's a way to enjoy them all. Uh, each one brings a different kind of experience. Um, so I personally kind of going to agree with Carrie. I think four is a, is a good number there. And uh, anything more than that for me is a, is a plus because, because of the time off from work, you know. Uh, like for instance, this year I did Miami. I did Spring Fling. Urcha, uh, Heliax, and uh, I'm going to try to do Rodeo, and I'm going to do uh, Winter Bash. So that's going to be a pretty pretty awesome year for me. And if I could do that every year, I would be one happy camper for sure. But without losing touch with the roots, you know, always looking forward to go to my local field, and uh, enjoy my my hellies, even if it's just you know me and one other guy. Seems pretty yeah. fair to me. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Well, I, I, this year I could definitely, for me personally, like I've done a lot of driving to events this year, and it's and like I can see where Chris is saying, like you could start to burn yourself out. Like I'm more burned out like on the drives to stuff, but like when I get to the event, I have such a good time that I really enjoy because I've gone to what Miami, Spring Fling, Urcho, Urcha, Heliax, maybe Mowdown, and possibly Rodeo and Winter Bash. So it's like in total, if I go to don't go to two of them, it's six events, and I go to the other two, it's eight. So it's a lot of events, a lot of drive, especially coming from Florida. Like, man, we got everywhere is in North Carolina, South Carolina. That's also, if I was closer to those events, it'd probably be easier to go to more events. So, I, I'm just next year. I'm gonna try to stick to like one event a month during that time, so it's not so many. But again, with like what Carrie and May both said, it's like I just you don't want to do too many, but I enjoy, I go enjoy going to them. And so it's yeah, it's hard yeah. not to want to go. Fun. But then you start to like, like I said, I just more dread the driving to the to the event. Sometimes I'm like, ah, twelve hours to get there. It's a long drive, and then also getting the time off from work to be able to go is hard when you got the shifts and stuff like that. You're working, so I definitely enjoy the amount that I've 
on the edge of too many, I think, if I do all eight. But if I do six this year, I think six is like a reasonable number for events. Definitely. Uh, I have so much fun at the events uh, that anymore. Now I have so much fun at the events that it doesn't matter so much. But when I was really aggressively trying to advance my skill level as a pilot, uh, I think last year I went to like six events. And there was some points where I felt like my attendance to the events was a lot of fun and I enjoyed them. But almost sometimes when you spend five days away from home, mostly in travel to get to event, there was almost like a, well, shit, I could have stayed at home and got a hundred flights in, you know what I mean? But that's when you're really aggressively trying to fly and, and accumulate flights. But for the most part, the events are always forget about the drive when I'm there hanging out with my friends. Like, and it's nice. Like if like, if I didn't ride with Kyle to Urcha, like, I would have been miserable, but like the entire time there was fun just driving and hanging out. And then the ride back was like that. Even the same thing with like spring fling with Kevin and Urcho and stuff. Like if you have a good travel partner with you, like a good buddy travel with, it makes it a lot easier. But again, it's like that drive sometimes just like you start to dread. You're like, do I really even want to drive this far? But then you get there and you're like, this was worth it every time. 100% 100% a travel partner or a travel buddy makes it so much better to yeah. make that, that trip. I'm for on sure. the complete opposite scale of you guys. Everybody said what, six? Yeah. This year? Six, good enough. Six so guaranteed for me this year, yeah. I'm up to 15. 15, holy. Uh, yeah. Holy Between shit. just local events within New York, what? Connecticut, New Jersey. And then plus traveling to like Urcha, I went to Canada, I went to Florida. I've been kind of like all over the place. I'm up to almost if if everything goes to plan, I'll be up to 15 this year. That that's the sweet spot. The rock star life. That is the sweet spot. So if you want, like, so the year I got burned out, I kid you not, we did like 25 to 30 events that year, and that was the same year I traveled to worlds. You didn't have a job at that time. Business at the time. So getting off. And I was in high school. So all I said at school was my grandma died. And then I got that weekend. I got that weekend and that Monday off from school. I can tell you one thing, brother. Enjoy it. Because as you get older and responsibilities come and life catches up to you, you're going to see that number go down and down and down and down. That's why I think mine's different than your guys' is because at the moment I'm just like trying to just do it all. Make it last. Make it yeah, last. Trying to get that. Yeah. 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 Enjoy it while yeah, you can. And this goes man. for anybody Enjoy new while you can. too in the hobby. I recommend going to as many events as you can possibly because when you're new going to those events, you're going to learn more than you ever will sitting at your own home. Hundred percent. Trying to do it on your own. So if you go. If you go to those 100%. events, act like totally a sponge agree. or act like a fly in the wall. You don't even have to talk to these people. Just listen. You will learn so much. Like, if you can get yourself talking to Todd Dudek, that guy literally yeah. could tell you how to CNC your own helicopter by the time you're done. And it's 
and that's like the best way to learn. Totally but um, if you are experienced, I don't recommend doing a lot of events because you'll be like, oh, it's fun. Until you hit that like number, that like six, seven, eight number, then you're gonna be like, damn, I have to go to another event. And then the worst part is is trying to keep make sure all your helis are ready in time for each one. So like perfect event, I went perfect yeah. examples. Yeah. I went to Canada, crashed. I had one week to get everything fixed, and then I was going to Ohio. And then after Ohio, I took only two weeks to practice for nationals and all that. And then we had another event for Archa. We had another, and then I left from there and went to Indiana. Came from home from Indiana. We had another event uh, upstate New York. And then this has been my longest break, which has been two weeks now, all summer. See, that was for me. It was like when I went to Urcho, I crashed everything. And then I had less than three days to get everything put back together for Urcha. I was like, that was kind of a stressful time too. And so that would have been good to have multiples of the same heli, but that that's, that's brutal. If you have like, that's like the extreme end of what I was talking about. Three days. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. And so I showed up to Kyle's house being like, Hey, I got to finish putting my shit together. And I was like, let's see if this works. And that's how I flew everything at Urcha was like the maiden after crashing everything. See if everything works. That's yeah. like, that's the worst thing to say before event. Let's hope it all works. Yeah, like I was like, okay, if it makes it, it makes it. If it doesn't, I did this last week. I can just put them back in the back of the truck with all the parts that they came with. Oh yeah. Also, a little advice is never um made in helis at events. Never. Yeah, it's scary. Like, yeah, crash, like uh, I don't think I don't think you should ever made a helicopter with any other <laughs> person around at all. Like, okay, that's a stretch. I recommend you do maiden with somebody around. Only so that yeah, only so that they can witness, witness and call anything that might go wrong. Yeah, it's actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's actually a good point. That's um to teach people in our field like the address because like people got hit and they didn't know the address to the field and we're like so we posted it on the on the wall because of that for that reason. Yeah, I can I can luckily say that's never happened at our field, but uh, our yeah. field when it was like when it was so our field used to be like this big like airplane place. They used to have I'm not even, like a giant metal sign with the address on it and it said in case of calling nine one one and it had this giant metal sign. That's kind of what we. I'm we like put you're, on. I'm like you're setting yeah. us up for failure at this point. <laughs> Ah, uh, but that's important. We have that at Torches too. Torches has that. Yeah, we've had some incidents where people need. Yeah. Luckily, none with helicopters. It's always been like some guy old that, planker guys. Yeah, that took a beer cool foam beer cooler, cut it up, and turned it into an airplane and crashes it into himself. Like, oh what? my god! Yeah, you'd be surprised. I was like, you didn't even think to move. Just took it. Was the they, they, was the beer okay? It took the cooler, I guess. The beer was fine at home, I guess. It was a, it was a, it was a twelve pack of Bud Lights. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you plan on doing a lot of events, just be prepared to have to stay on top of everything, because um, it's gonna be, it will be a handful. Oh yeah, you will yeah, be pro packing though. You could pack five helicopters into a Honda Civic, no problem. You'll be pro at packing. One thing that I I think it's worth mentioning is um you know if you if you're new to events and you were you know like 
planning to to go to your first one you know there's always going to be a a friend somebody that you can reach out and 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 ask you know like hey what what should i bring uh should i you know like what are what are the tips that you you have for attending an event you know like should i bring a table should i bring a chair you know what 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 what's you know I, should i bring a cooler like things like that generator is spare there, parts how many helis you know a tent extension is, cords and I, you know the, the, those things reach out to somebody that you know that has some experience and uh they will give you some really good tips because uh being prepared uh for for the events uh uh actually will, will make your experience uh, a lot more pleasant for sure if you want my advice and carrie can back me up on this because we both made it through urchin no crashes bring every single part you have everything because if you bring all your parts nothing will happen i don't know what That's it is cool. i've forgotten parts before and then like, something happens but if you bring them all yeah. nothing ever happens yeah yeah and the part that the part that will break or you crash oh, yeah. is the right. one part you did not bring that that doesn't make sense that you didn't bring it this line i say i bring the hobby i bring the whole hobby bro <laughs> yeah i bring the whole hobby i'm yeah. back in heat when i show up yeah i'm the kind of you know because even if yep. it's not for me i have this this i i i, I get a a, a crack from being able to help people out yeah. you know like the boys you guys the teammates they know you know like uh, my sure. toolbox if i can't fix it if you know like it's probably gonna be, it's gonna be hard to find somebody that will you know i have a big toolbox that has everything that we could possibly Absolutely. probably need to you know fix stuff you know uh from from hammer to soldering iron and different you know like c-clip pliers and you name it like those very odd things that you might never need it's that one time that you do it's you know it's it, it's right there so and i've it's kind of like an evolution of of years of 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 doing it and knowing you know like and being on pickles before that like my day at the field was uh, 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 done because of one tool, one part, one screw, you know, and those things usually don't catch me off guard anymore. So, especially on events, I'm bringing the hobby, son. So, word of advice to anybody listening: plan your events. I was gonna say plan your events around Manny. You don't have to worry about a, a thing. Yep, or I got you. Everything. <laughs> I got you. Doesn't have to be Manny. Yep. It has to be just find your Manny. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> right. hashtag find your Manny. Yeah. Find your Manny. I would I would I would I got a little bit of a word of advice and I don't even I don't know how to word it exactly though, because like I used to be on the uh, like probably on the way beyond that spectrum of where like leading up to an event. I would be stressed out and not be able to sleep being worried about things that I didn't bring or prepare or have. And that is too far. Like there are people that will help you at the events. There are people that are prepared and no matter what you try to do, you probably will st still forget something. 
and that's okay. Manny's there. I'm there. Famous Chris is there. Cholo's there. Somebody is there. We'll get you. So if you're like up in bed at night, like worried because your glow starter is not charged or you forgot to put Loctite in your bag for tomorrow's event, just don't don't worry about it. Go to sleep. (laughs) Somebody's got Loctite. Somebody's got a charged glow starter. Somebody's got an engine starter. Somebody's got an exhaust gasket. While it's great to be prepared for every situation, it's not worth yeah, stressing. Yeah, fair about. enough. You don't have to stress about anything. Um, also, with the the nitro stuff, um, just pick a box. That you see a bunch of guys flying nitro. They tend to leave the starter there. Yeah, they always leave the starter there. So if <laughs> yeah. you don't bring a starter, pick that box. That's your box for the day. Yeah, there will be yeah. a starter there. Yeah, yeah. But I think enough is enough. That was pretty good. We covered that one pretty darn well. Yes, we sir. Reeling a lot of topics. All righty. So first off, I want to thank you three for coming on this, even though we were shooting at the hip, not quite sure what we were going to do. Um. So thank you for coming on. It was great having you guys. Hopefully yeah. we don't get locked into coma or something happens to us. I'm a little scared now. Does anybody know if Kevin's going to mow down? I do not know. I uh, yeah, he, me neither. Me neither. I don't oh, think only if, only if Kyle Sapoma's going. I think he's still so then, oh, oh, so then I'm safe if I go to mow down. I only got to worry yeah. about Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, I can fight him off. He's only got fuel flex. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I better be careful. He's going to loosen my blades or something. All righty. So our show closing email for average Joe or question slash show ideas. Provide email to T H S at gmail.com. Cholo. If you want to, for uh, oh, wrong part, uh, just like our Facebook, follow and subscribe, and follow us on Pete on Podbean and iTunes. All Shout right. To our- Shout out to our other heli podcast, video personalities in the hobby. <clears throat> I don't even know if I'll announce his name, but I guess I will. Especially Bill Ann. <laughs> Alrighty. Who wants to start with our parting words? I'll leave this up to you guys. Well, I mean, shouldn't carry, shouldn't carry, doesn't carry has a little something to say there at the end? <laughs> Carrie? Oh yeah, it's on the show notes. There, you, 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 you took the, the. He doesn't have the show notes. He's been. Show. You saw it. You, you see what you did there, Chris? Damn! What the heck, Carrie? He's not. No, no, so, uh, like just uh, maybe a little mention it's here. Going all western on us. All right, Cholo, you run it first. Carrie, think of hashtags. All right, well. I've got my hashtags are hashtag nothing is safe. Hashtag windows are hard. Kyle Stacy knows what that one's for. Then hashtag no filter after being in a truck for that long. Hashtag drives from the right seat. You know who you are. Hashtag Gucci. Did you find the sock? And hashtag 
Who needs raffle when I have friends like you guys? Yeah, uh, I'm going to need that screwdriver back. Manny, let her rip. All right, I don't have too many, but I have uh, I have a I have a few here. Uh, hashtag it's all about having fun. Hashtag keep hell is alive. Hashtag winter bash twenty twenty two. And last but not least, hashtag show her your toolbox. No. <laughs> Carrie, yeah. run it. I just got two. Hashtag I'm after the hot pocket and hashtag try it on the sim first. first. Words of wisdom. That's that's some real like that's some real words of wisdom. Real life.